We and each of us covenant and promise that we will not reveal any of the secrets of this. The first token of the Oanic Priesthood, with its accompanying name, sign, or penalty, should we do so. We agree that our throats be cut from ear to ear and our tongues torn out by their roots. Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Sorry about yesterday. I really am sorry. (laughs) You don't have to be sorry. No more being sorry. No, I mean, just for context, everyone, we were supposed to record yesterday and I got day drunk instead. And I was like, I'm going to take a quick two hour nap, forgot to set my alarm. And then, <laughs> and then I, I thought you were dead. <laughs> thought I was dead. And then I, we were supposed to get together like seven. And then at 10, I'm being woken up by Kendra. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you were so nice. You were like, hi. And I'm like, hey, how are you? <laughs> I mean, what am What's I going to be a bitch? What, what time is it? It's 10 in the morning. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> It's 10 at night. What's, you're like, what's up? And I'm like, I'm just checking on you. <laughs> and then it like occurred to me and I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. It's me. What could, I'm a mess. It's who I am. I love it though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not upset. Yeah. Um, today on the podcast, we're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to cover music. Yeah. And this is going to be a great reoccurring thing. I, uh. I'm way into music. Who isn't though? Everyone's into music, right? Who isn't? But um, when you have a shitty childhood combined with ADHD and your mm-hmm. hyper focus is dissociating on music, then that's going to be kind of the thing. <laughs> right. And um, we are going to do something that I think is fun. We both created a playlist to accompany um, this episode. Yeah. And we'll attach the the link to in the bio of this um, episode. But uh, we're going to have this be like a regular thing. Um, for now, we're just going to cover like high school stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. A little bit of church stuff. Um, but we do definitely want this to be um, a regular a regular fun thing. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be good. Right. And, it's, and we've got a plan. Right. We actually <laughs> have a plan this time. We, we actually recorded this episode before, but Kendra thought we were going to just be discussing secular music. I thought we were going to be discussing church music. Yeah. So I had zero things ready. And, sh- and then... <laughs> I, neither did I. I didn't either, obviously. I'm like, I guess I can wing it. <laughs> but um, It'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Okay. Um, so let's just start it off. Uh, I'm an Alvi. Um for those who, of you who don't know what that means. <laughs> so anybody outside of Richfield. <laughs> right. Uh, music is like, everyone knows in Richfield that we are the music family. Like that's just, we, that's our reputation. Um, my grandma is uh, a classically trained uh, violinist and a pianist. Um, so she got us really into classical music when we were growing up. And then like my parents, both parents are really into music. My dad's more of a rocker. My mom was more of a disco queen. Wow. Um, but uh, wait, what? What era were your te- parents teenagers? Mine was a teenager in the eighties, seventies. Okay. My mom. Well, my mom this graduated. Is cool. yeah, yeah, that's gonna be great. <laughs> my uh, my dad graduated in seventy five, and my mom graduated in seventy eight. Awesome. My so mom was they, born in sixty nine. So. 
<laughs> yeah, my mom was born in 60. My dad was born in 57. Cool. Cool. Um, But we... Music is an interesting thing in Utah and Mormon culture because in the church, and I think this is true with most, I was actually talking to Susanna about this and her dad's a pastor. So music is such um, a huge part of religion because Mm -hmm. music can, it's like, it's communication without speaking sort of thing. Like it can rouse something in you. Oh yeah. It's a very emotional experience. mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's, it's a good tool if you want to make people feel things. Um, but in my household, and I feel like this is normal for a lot of Mormon households, we had a piano. Um, mm-hmm. we got, we got like my brother, uh, we, my brother's got instruments for Christmas. So did my sister. My sister plays piano really well. She sings. My brother, Zach plays everything. Mm-hmm. And Jake is a drummer. Um, when, uh, when we're together, we just literally only talk about music. Really? If, yeah. If we're not fighting, we're talking that, about music. It's pretty cool though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, growing up, I had a lot of, I enjoyed my reputation and knowing that I knew more about music than everyone, but it was also a lot of pressure because we were like, as Zach's little sister, I was required to be up to date on the latest stuff, mm. know certain things, know like, cause I was always getting, um, quizzed. And I think this is a thing with women in the music scene too, is they don't think that it's actual. Oh a yeah. Lot. The guys like to quiz the girls. They they are the test, and and you're like, I don't have to prove to you that I'm a fan of this, right? And with my brother being who he is, um, you know, like small town celebrity, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> a lot of his friends or like guys who are trying to show me up, so like I don't know what the whole I don't know what the motivation behind it was. They would like quiz me about shit, and it, it just always I was always had my guard up and. It's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like if you are anybody, don't, don't fucking quiz people. Don't, don't. It's probably like a form of hazing. Like, are mm-hmm. you, are you cool enough to hang out with us type of thing? But it's just rude. <laughs> well, I mean, it's whatever. They're, they did have a, a girl who was six years younger than them hanging out with them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, um, so we're, we're just huge in the music. Uh, my brother has like seven bands. He's constantly <laughs> releasing stuff. Um, I'm pretty musical. I have, I have like musical knowledge and um, I have an excellent, I feel like I have excellent taste in music, but I'm the only one who like can't really play an instrument. And sometimes I can sing. Sometimes I can't like, I can't like, you know, sometimes I can hold a tune. Sometimes I can't. It's, I think, um, I think you'd totally just for reference here, Bobby made the theme song, you know that already. And um, when I sing, is this the place? My kid says, no Bobby song. <laughs> so <laughs> I think you, I think something that you have is the ear you have, you have producer level shit. You yeah. I think totally I, could, I think I, I think I could be a producer for sure. Like I definitely, that's, I've always had that thought that if I was to get a job in the industry, it would probably be producing cool. because I do have an ear. Um, that's something that we all have in the family is an ear. Yeah. Um, my grandma, just, the original theme song. Down, well, <laughs> the original theme song my brother Zach and I did before we were called we were gonna call it something else. Yeah. And we just busted it out and it was fun and stuff. And then he and I had like a falling out or whatever and then we changed the name and then I wrote a different like kind of campy one mm-hmm. and I just went and sang it to my grandma and she noted it out. Like she just like wrote down the notes on a piece of paper. She's pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was freaking I mean, she was, wor- are- she was worried she was going to get, like, excommunicated the whole time. <laughs> so, 
but she was just like she's like all right just sing it out and i was like okay so i just sang it out to her and she just wrote it down and she's been doing that for years like um when we were when we'd go spend the summer there she'd be like just show me one of your favorite songs yeah she'd listen to it she'd write out all the notes and then she'd be like okay go learn it on the piano like that's how oh. she'd entertain us that's really cool yeah that's amazing yeah so like this is just how my family is operates uh-huh and uh, my dad being like the rocker <laughs> um we all have all my siblings have an experience of him going out and showing us like forbidden tunes like van halen or <laughs> acdc you know <laughs> and um that was also a huge way my mom would punish us is by taking away our music yes i got punished a lot by being having my music taken away and i was like uh so okay cool (laughs) yeah Yeah. um but like i'm gonna go into the richfield music scene a little bit because um when zach was 14 my brother zach he started to play the drums um and he looked up to this band called Maladjusted. They were a couple years older than him. Rocky Barney, Chris Andrus, my eventual stepbrother, <laughs> who's not my stepbrother anymore, was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they were actually the people who started doing the shows. I don't know if you ever went to the fairground shows. Did you? No, I don't think I was allowed or old enough. I was also like your age. That's okay. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking because Lisa and I were talking about it, and she was never she was never allowed to like stay out late enough. And mm-hmm. it was also like a high school event, and we were like kids, right? Children. So, um, that's kind of. Uh, I remember Zach going to a maladjusted show at the Quality Center when he was young, and he had a. It was just like right. It was like during school. Cause he had a he had a pencil in his back pocket and it like broke and like jammed up his ass when he was moshing. Oh, <laughs> that's not like, terrible. Not like up his ass. It just like jammed him in the ass. Yeah. Um. And I remember him coming home and just being so fucking amped. <laughs> and this was also like okay before this. Where's the quality center? It's uh, it's just the quality in. It's like the building next to it. Oh. Yeah. By Pearson Tire or whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. I know. There was a yeah. mosh pit in the Quality Center. I got whiplash in the Quality Center in a mosh pit once. <laughs> I thought that place was for like craft shows. It is. I mean, I've been to a craft show there too. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that's like the, that's where we do shows in the winter. Okay. Yeah. Or the, um, under, beneath Frontier Village, they have like a, a dance hall underneath. Oh yeah. There's a yeah. whole basement. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Zach, uh, I I consider him to be part of the first generation of people. Like he saw maladjusted. Maladjusted technically started the whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think Zach really took it and ran with it. Um, he wanted to do. He did a show every like almost every month. <laughs> I don't wow. remember. I don't know if you remember me like in a middle school passing out flyers to shows. No. <laughs> Well, you weren't passing one out to me. <laughs> I feel like I was passing them out to everybody. <laughs> but, like, it was a huge just activity we were doing. Like, um, I can fall asleep to my brother playing the drums. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just which is always. Yeah. It's just a thing that's happening. Like, music is just a huge. It's just, it's what we did. And, like, we as a family, like, as siblings, we like to show people, show each other music. It's a huge deal like um but zach's also kind of a dickhead about it like if you show him something 
he'll just pretend like he doesn't like it. Like Drab oh, Majesty. Rude. <laughs> well, this is a funny story though, because Drab Majesty, which is one of my favorite bands right now, uh-huh. I was like, yo, I got to show you this fucking song, Cold Souls. And um, he was like, eh, it's just okay. And this is when they were uh. like, this is like when they were like way, way new underground. And they're like a killer fucking band, right? Yeah. So six months goes by and my brother's a nineties kid. So he's a grunge all the way grunge. Yeah. And, um, Billy Corgan, who is smashing pumpkins mm. post six months later, he goes, for those of you who haven't heard cold souls by drab majesty, it's one of the best guitarists I've ever heard. <laughs> oh. So like I screenshot that and I said it to Zach. You're like, okay, I was like, here's your sucks bad to taste. suck. Yeah. <laughs> and then Zach immediately sends me a video of him playing the riff and he has the gift that my grandma has where he can just immediately play something and i was like don't do that to me i'm like okay cool you know how to play this song you're he's like autistic with his music he's seriously like amazing like that you know what i mean yeah so he started up the the shows and it kind of started a scene in richville do you remember the music scene at all no I mean, you remember like our our grade music scene. Um, I just remember the Travash project. Okay, so I actually have them written down. <laughs> but um, uh, that's all. I also think uh, I wasn't. I just wasn't paying attention. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I probably thought it was the coolest thing ever, and people were probably like, "God, you're so lame, Bobby." <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm cool with. I don't care. I was like. Bottom line is people who are super into music are usually just fucking nerds. We're all yeah. just a bunch of fucking yeah. nerds. You know what I mean? I'm going like, to own that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like even like the metalheads, they look scary, but they're not. Like <laughs> my buddy Robbie, he's covered in head to toe freaking tattoos. And he looks like a, like he has like a braided goatee and stuff. And he looks freaky. He wears eyeliner. But if you get close to him, you'll see that he has like a Ghostbusters tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, look at this metal tattoo. Yeah, and like almost every metalhead I know either plays like Dungeons and Dragons or, yes. you know what I mean? They're just dorks. Yeah. And I love them for that. But, um, I definitely love my uh, Dungeons and Dragons and Warhammer dorks. So, well, yeah. Them. This, I'm, we should just start promotion now. Tommy Simbazo, my favorite Baltimore comic and D&D enthusiast, oh. uh, will be here November 4th, um, playing Metro. He's doing comedy in Metro and, um, he was a Balt- he's a Baltimore comic and that's cool. where I met him was when I was a comic in Baltimore. But um so in Richfield there was a show probably once a month at least at the fairgrounds or the quality center. Um uh pretty much everyone in my brother's grade, like not everyone. There was a there's a lot of bands that came out of Richfield. Oh. And and even up here now in Salt Lake City, like the musicians in salt lake a lot of them are from richfield no way yeah like who like jeremy condor um this is my brother um scott shepherd he's huge in provo uh, my brother was in band with him um of course now i'm blanking <laughs> but like adam <laughs> adam has a band i just jake Payne. like they're north severe boys but like oh. there's guy like severe county has produced a lot of like th- there's a lot of severe county musicians that are still musicians up in Salt Lake. Wow. That's and really like, cool. And like uh Adam Verosco, I don't know if you know him. these are older guys. But no, um I, I have no idea what you're saying, but other people will. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh Adam and Jeremy were in um a band called A Gang. 
and they were like the sex symbols. <laughs> and then my brother was in a band called uh, Bidet. He had, was in a band called Green. He was in a band called Somber Illusion. Um, and then like, do you remember Foe? You know Jeremy uh, Jeremy Price, right? Yes. He's in a band called Foe. I was Co- really Cody. good friends with his younger sister. And uh, uh, I don't know. I think she blocked me on Facebook. Cool. <laughs> but well, I still love her. <laughs> Here's the thing. I actually booed them when oh. they were on st- I know it's it's such a cringe moment, and he and I have since talked about it because he and I like went battle, battle oh, to battle. Oh, really? Because I was just like, they sucked, you know. They were new, <laughs> and I was a shithead, like thirteen year old, and I could do and say whatever the fuck I wanted because of who my brother was, and I totally took advantage of that situation. <laughs> and I just like ran my mouth all the time, and um, I'm sure there was like a lot of Richfield musicians, Severe County musicians, who just wanted to like punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but they were scared of my brothers so they did it <laughs> i mean half of the shit i was saying i'm mean, I'm sure the majority of the shit i was saying was correct but it's like <laughs> shut your fucking mouth you know <laughs> jeremy price always scared me because he had like kool-aid dyed hair and he did the mohawk and i was like i thought your family was mormon and she's like we are <laughs> and i was like oh, okay i'm just like i don't know utah mormons could do that <laughs> he's in a punk band in portland right now he plays drums he, I mean, their whole fam was talented, talented as hell. But I like that you're mentioning his uh, mohawk and his Liberty Spikes because he, I drove him to my house before a show once and let him use my Elmer's glue to make it, Ooh. to do it. Oh, yeah. you are nice. <laughs> well, and it was, I felt bad. At, and that's when we had the conversation where I was just like, I'm sorry that I was like that. And he's yeah. like, it's cool. He's like, it's whatever. Like we, it was whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> but they did get arrested that day for um, inciting a riot. Oh my God. <laughs> Which was fun. So much happened, and I had, <laughs> was oblivious. Well, it's funny because I had uh, my buddy Sky from Penguin. She came up with me to go to that show, and he's like, "So let's not tell my parents that someone got arrested here." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "I'm not gonna." But um, we had a pretty fun community down there, and it was definitely something to do. And it um went into it definitely bled into our age group where we had the Travash Project and Apathy. Um, Who's the an apathy? Uh, Brendan, Brendan Larson and Chayden. I oh, think Jesse yeah. was. J- Jesse Hickton was too. Oh, yeah. And maybe Dylan. Or was Dylan and Travash? I thought Travash was just Travis and Josh. <laughs> no, it was Jerome, Travis, Josh. And then I love Josh. Josh is so cute. He and I were, na- he and I were neighbors. Josh is one of the funniest dudes I've ever known. Oh, no. Goofy <laughs> as fuck, dude. <laughs> One time we had to dice. We had to stay after school and dissect a fish together. <laughs> he would just, um, we would just beg him to act like a velociraptor in band class or in, in choir. <laughs> I can see it right now. <laughs> it's funny because his dad owned the dairy farm. Yeah, the I, dairy. Worked at, I worked at uh, Tudor's Hooters, Tudor's the, dairy, Hooters. the Ideal Dairy in <laughs> high school too. So iconic. <laughs> um, yeah, so he and I lived like a block away because the dairy farm. You know, I drove like it was like right next to his house. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Sorry but, for the tangent. It's fine. <laughs> the memory lane. Um, the music scene, this is just always something I've been doing. I feel like I've been in the scene for over 20 years, like 25 years. Um, it started when I was eight, just taking taking money at the door and ca- like, you know, carrying drums, you know. Um, That's why you're so strong and, <laughs> and also stubborn. Right. <laughs> No, like I was like I had your keyboard and I'm like I don't know how to play this, but I know how to haul it. 
Because, like, when I put it in my car, I, like, put an afghan over it. So if it moved, it wouldn't, like, break my window. I put a pillow. Oh, like, yeah. I, I, like, I knew how to, pa- like, pack the gear. Because, yeah. I, cause honestly, like, how you pack gear is very important. Yes. So. I've Those done, are your I've, babies. Well, it's just, you can just really destroy shit. I When, when I went on tour with my brother, and we'll go get to that, um, they packed the gear wrong. And fucked up one of my one of the to- one part of the drum set and it was like so unnecessary and sad oh. <laughs> and i'm like we're all better than this oh. <laughs> um but let's talk to a little bit about um your ritual experience with music and stuff because you had a different one and that you were in choir and were you in band too um no <laughs> so i wasn't in band because I felt like instruments were a financial, yeah, like it was too fancy for mm-hmm. us to. And uh, what I wanted to do was play like the flute or the clarinet or the cello. <clears throat> oh, cello is my favorite. Yeah, and uh, those were all expensive, and so I had to be like, well, I don't want to give up clogging to be in band so i'll just stick with clogging and then i'll sing because i've been singing my whole life right so um i mean yeah the first song i learned when i was a kid was when i was on my way to meet my baby brother at the hospital which means Mm -hmm. i was one year old and i was singing um in the leafy tree tops the birds (laughs) sing good morning that's a mormon like primary hymn Mm -hmm. so that's like i've been singing since like i was a baby um and so i was like i could just sing yeah my family like my grandma's the mcglestons they definitely are the type that just like fucking break into song and i don't know if you noticed that about me so far on this podcast yet i do break (laughs) into song well if we ever release the (laughs) the garbage no. Uh, episode <laughs> where you're just drunk and interrupting me and singing. Like, people can pay us to get that, but that is a. I would feel bad. I feel episode. like we should pay them. I'm just slowly getting more and more drunk. Like I'm, I'm good for like the first like an hour, and then it's just like chaos. <laughs> I was like, "Can I tell my story?" And you're like, "Yeah, go ahead." Hungry eyes. <laughs> fucking love that song hungry eyes get out it's excellent it's excellent um but uh, we'll have a whole 80s episode (laughs) my at my grandma's funeral the mcgless my great grandma mcgleston we sing like every because she had five kids and every branch of like every kids and their kid their family we all got up and sang a round of chicago street cries which is oh wow an acapella song that we all learned my grandma taught it to me to us when we were driving from Penguin Church one, one day. Do you want to give us a snippet? Because I don't think anybody knows what that is. Okay, it goes, Hark to the street cries in the noisy city. Louder and louder they fall upon the year. Right this way, sir, take your carriage, apples, peanuts, cakes, and pies. Oh, here's your nice sweet oranges. The Adams house goes by bringing out your old clothes. Here's your fresh fish. Fire, 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 fire. Tribune Times, evening journal, five o'clock. You straw police 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 burlington going sing cars auction auction milk below it's almost over okay and you tell me sir where the five o'clock train goes mr black your boots so i've lost my watch hurry up that's incredible <laughs> and we do it we do i've rounds. never heard anything like that before 
and I <laughs> I wish I could go back in time to go to that funeral so I could hear it. I mean, that's that's incredible. Yeah, and it was just like impromptu. They're like, everyone knows Chicago Street cries. Grandma loved it. Everyone get up. So we wow. did it. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and like my sister and I sing that song to each other all the time. Like we all know that song. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is just my family. Like we're just like totally and I took violin as a kid. Um, but of course that turned political and like yeah. a money thing. Like my mom yeah. no one could afford it because like at first my grandparents were paying for it and then my mom would just like pot like use the money for something else. Yeah. And then my dad was paying for it and then my mom would use the money for something else. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, Can we just write my teacher a check? Yeah. <laughs> like can That's you smell my teacher the check? That's the thing about my family dynamic is that my mom was never responsible enough to pay for extracurriculars for her kids. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that money wasn't coming out of my mom's pocket. That money was coming out of my grandparents' pocket, which was they're retired. They've raised their kids. And now my mom is throwing her kids on them. So I wasn't going to be like, that's just too much. My grandparents were already doing too much for us. So I never I never felt bad about music lessons for some reason as far as financially because I know how important it is to my grandma. Yeah. Like, um we're her only set of grand her like her only group of grandkids. Because, like my my other cut co- like my cousins are either jocks or cow cowgirl. Yeah. We're the only musical ones. Mm. <laughs> and so she really feels I feel like she has feels closeness to us in that. Yeah. Because we can all like <laughs> It's so funny. We showed her Nine Inch Nails. Um, <laughs> and for those, of you, for those of you who don't know, Nine Inch Nails can get real, real crazy. But Trent Reznor has been winning all these Oscars for composing. So he's, wow. he's a really great composer. So we showed her like the quiet songs. <laughs> and then oh. she goes, she goes um, yeah, I was on Pandora and I just typed in Nine Inch Nails. And I don't think it was the same band. I must have gotten it wrong. <laughs> I died. I was just like, no, Grandma, it's the right band. <laughs> you just it's... let us burn you some shit. Like, don't touch Pandora. <laughs> That's awesome that she's so into it. Yeah, My grandma did it. pay for, like, piano lessons. But we didn't, I mean, I, we, I have a piano. I have a, an electric piano right here by me in the basement now. But um, I just don't play it anymore. Because... Um, a lot of my music experience is tied to the church. And so I mm-hmm. left the church. I stopped playing the piano. I stopped singing. So, well, that's kind of a bummer too. Um, because like when, we, cause we're going to talk about church hymns a little bit too. Um, there are songs that are just like really great. And that's, I, these are, it's one of the sucky things you kind of have to give up when you leave the church is, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah. there are, there's a lot of great music and music is a huge part of it. And small town life, like musicals, and I was in musicals all the time. And there was a musical, like the, the drama class, the drama club was huge in Richfield. The band yeah. was awesome yeah. in Richfield. So, like, I was in the school choir. And additionally, I was in the Tri High Choir. That was, um, that was made by Mrs. Morris and that sang at a couple of different factors. It was pretty much the kids that weren't Mormon, but like Mrs. Morris made this little, little baby try high choir to like kind of sing together for some events. Mm-hmm. And then it was like North severe, South severe and Richfield. I remember kids that. that were, I was like, that were cool. I remember you're in it. I was very proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Little baby, little baby choir. Yeah. And then um, I did try out my junior year. So I tried out my sophomore year for sophomore year for one voice, which was the 
mm-hmm. local like community like high school from Wayne County and Sevier County. She's playing it down. Being a part of <clears throat> One Voice was a huge deal. So well, you had to try out. That yeah. was like that was like important. Like you have to try out. I didn't make it my sophomore year, but I did make it in my s- junior year and my senior year. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of me being proud of. Did you have to wear like wear wear white shirts? Was that your thing? Uh, don't re. I literally oh, okay. do not remember okay. polos. I, yeah, I think there was like a, a white, white polo. polo, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, think- I'm literally looking at you singing right now <laughs> in my in my brain with a white polo on. And one voice was like something else. So, um. <laughs> Okay, so in addition to being in this new Richfield arena, I had to now be in a like little social club with people from my South Severe past. And so like that had a whole like different thing in it because when I was in South Severe, there was like this perception of me that I moved to Richfield and I thought I'm dying to change this perception of me. I'm really going to be more outgoing and I'm going to really try to make more friends. And so I felt like I had this like battle when I was at, I don't know. I just like, and then I had to dance with these kids that would bully me. And I'd be like, I know that you only bullied me because you have a crush on me, but now I have to dance with you and I just don't want to look at your face. And Wait, why? Oh, because of clogging you were dancing? No. Um, you like had to do in, like a routine? In the, yeah, in the, in the one voice choir, there was like a show part where you did like all the fun songs and then there was like a, a different part where we did all the church songs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And then after, after one voice, I went to college and I tried out for the institute choir college choir there and that was a big fucking deal because mm-hmm. they like toured yeah didn't, we went... they, didn't they sing for us at seminary once um that was snow colleges oh okay yeah so yeah it's the same thing um but I went to Orem Institute choir mm-hmm. and we would tour like we went to like Wyoming my first year and we went to Vernal and we like just we like sang at all these different seminaries what does a tour consist of with you guys are you just like on a bus and is it just like a one night thing and then you go back or do you you go like for like a long period of time yeah we went for like I want to say four days on tour Mm -hmm. and we like drove and we stayed at members houses and like we like buddied up and everything at like members homes and stayed there it was how many how many people were were there in my choir, there was probably, let's see, it's called LDC. Let me just, maybe 100 kids, less, maybe 80 kids, 60 kids. And members were just taking you in? 60. I think it was 60. That's cool. And there was, my my first year, there was 14 spots open and not a lot of women's spots. Mm-hmm. And then, but then the thing about that choir was, once you were in, you could stay for three years and you only got out if you aged out of the choir, which was you stayed three years mm-hmm. or you got married. <laughs> or you got married. <clears throat> yeah. It was an, insti- it's, it was an yeah, institute thing where it was just like, this is for single people. We want single people that sing to make babies. Um, so I did that for one year, went on a mission, came back for two years. And so that, that's how I like aged out of that choir. But singing in church settings was like huge for me so mm-hmm. while is, i was like at deal. home in our culture practicing my raps and stuff and like <laughs> saying all kinds of cuss words i was like at 
choir in school and just like and in one voice and being like i don't say those words (laughs) i'm pretending not to know that this is a horny song (laughs) (laughs) um it's funny because uh your how you described tour was pretty much how we were doing tour Oh, um, really? I went, yeah, I went with my brother's band, uh, The Water's Deep, here about 10 years ago. It was probably, like, 12 years ago. Um, and we just did, like, San Francisco, Southern, like, Central California, and then Vegas. Oh, rad. And um, I, again, so grateful that my brother has just let me come along. Yeah. Because I remember he called me, and he's like, I knew he was going to, he's like, we're going to go on a little tour and I was so excited. And he's like, but we need someone to do merch. Come. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'll come. Yeah. Dropped everything. So, right. And in the, in the liner notes, I did some artwork. So it was fun. And, um, we went, uh, I just, I like, I was working and it was like a day notice. And I told my boss, I was like, I love it here. I don't want to put you guys in a bad spot, but I'm not going to not go on tour to stay here and watch ta- wait tables. Like I'm just not going to yeah. do it. Yeah. And they were like, no, go have fun. And, um, we left Salt Lydro from Penguish there. And then we immediately left and went to, uh, we stayed in Reno one night, which I love Reno. <laughs> it's cool. so beautiful. And then, uh, we went to San Francisco and like the second I opened the door, there was a man shitting on the sidewalk. What? <clears throat> it was my first time in San Francisco. And I think that's the perfect, the perfect <laughs> thing. But, uh, we, yeah, like we, <laughs> we went and this was the first time I met um, the band Helm. We played with this band called Helm, but they're actually just my friends now. Um, when I went to Sacramento last, uh, this, this last month, I stayed with them, but mm-hmm. we stayed, we stayed with them and played a show with them. And it was funny too, because I was talking to Matt, who's Helm's bassist and he's kind of like the mover and shaker of the band. <laughs> and when I went out and saw him, um, Wait, what's the mover and shaker of a band? Is it the party? The one member that's like the party? No, it's the one who like keeps the contact. Uh, make sure everyone's playing. You know what I mean? Like he's a person who's like, like, I feel like his band members like to play, uh-huh. but it's just for fun. <clears throat> and he told me that he was so nervous. They were all so nervous. He's like, the month before you guys came, he's like, it was like the worst time we ever had as a band because everyone was so fucking nervous and they're like, I'm not going to get up in front of the water's deep here and make a fool out of myself. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, that's so funny. Cause we were kind of talking about Zach. Cause he's like, what's up with you and Zach? And I'm like, we're not doing very well. And I'm like, mm. he's just, I'm like, he just know how he is. And then he was like, honestly, right before you guys came, like, cause he knew Dirk, which is the basis of the Waters Deep here. And I think maybe Dirk may have warned him, but Zach is also a very talented musician. Yeah. But he is a certain way. <laughs> His reputation in Salt Lake right now is like, no one really has anything nice to say about him except for he's a good guitarist. You know what I mean? Mm. Like people are willing to work with him because he's so good, even he's, though he's so anal in particular. He's the Catherine Heigl of the music scene. <laughs> Catherine Heigl just lives 20 short minutes away. I know. Um, hey, Catherine Heigl, if you're listening, I think you pretty much have boundaries and are assertive, and people don't like that because you're a woman. So keep doing you. I don't give a fuck. Um, I really liked My Father the Hero. That was like a movie when she was 14. Other than that, whatever. I've waited on her a couple times. She seems nice enough. Whatever. Um <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, Zach is definitely like, he's high maintenance. But he can put his money where his mouth is because he can play fucking any instrument and do it insanely well. So it is what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see that. But by the end of the Especially tour. Especially just like knowing your experience with him just recently. I was like, I can see how he can be kind of like assertive with his opinions. Well, and like Jake, my brother, uh, my other brother, um, he started to play drums because like, again, it just started to be, it, music was just a fun escape. And it, Zach always took it too, not too seriously. Zach takes it exactly as seriously as he needs to because he's very serious about it. Yeah. But I've heard from more than one person, and one of those people was Jake, our brother, who said, it's not fun to play music with Zach because he takes everything too fucking seriously. Like, Jake played drums because I think just like get girls and it's something to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he was, he did it. And Jake was a Jake's a damn fine drummer. Like let's not get let's not get it twisted. He was he's a very good drummer. I think he's very uh his style is very close to Deftones, I feel. Cool. We were listening to Deftones one day and my mom was like, Is this Jake? And I was like, No. It's not. <laughs> uh, but uh Yeah, so by the time but by the time we ended the tour, we ended in Vegas. Um, we were all in a fight with each other and because, like they messed up. They had like twenty minute long songs and someone messed up at one point and zach was pissed oh you know who this reminds me of who whiplash jk simmons i need to see that like it's all like i really oh want to see it fucking god yeah. i love the kid in bobby i can't believe you've never seen no that. i know i was gonna see it in theater too and like i'm always like i need to watch whiplash i need to watch whiplash but i'm that never whole like whole movie yeah, is just intense yeah. anxiety mm-hmm and I do feel like that's the way Zach is, but it's also like, um, we talked about Andy before who he, he records a lot of people. He's in a lot of bands. He was in like a very, he's been in a lot of like pretty famous bands. I think he was Rage Against the Machine's first drummer, honestly. Mm. That's what I've heard. I don't know if that's true, hmm. but, uh, <laughs> he, he, puts I just want to let you know that you're kind of speaking Spanish to me this whole okay, time. Okay. And me... I speak Spanish. <laughs> like, what? You, you don't know Rage Against the Machine? <laughs> Anything that you've talked about this whole 40 minutes, I'm like, what? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, see, this is, it's like, it, this is how I feel like no, I'm this not is even. How, this is, I think this is like the dipping of the toe into how. Yeah, like, I feel like I'm like dumbing everything deep. down right now. This is how deep your knowledge well <laughs> is. Like, just prepare everyone. Yeah, so, but he, I respect Andy as a musician. Like, I, he's, he's my buddy but i also just like really fucking respect him as a musician and his no music knowledge and he loves zach like he's like yep i'll work with zach whenever and so like i think that's saying a lot about zach yeah and just how like zach knows what he wants and he doesn't fucking care whose feelings he's gonna hurt to get it yeah he's like this is what i want it's my project and this is what we're doing and i feel like you saw a little i feel like i have a little bit of that in me we've i've had to, i've been like we're not doing that we're we're like we're redoing this i get like weird about it yes everyone listen Bobby has a, a very high standard for what goes into this podcast. And I very much appreciate your seriousness about it and your standard because I'm just like, it's fine. But every time we've re-recorded an episode, I was like, that was the right choice. Yeah. So that's why I'm here today. <laughs> right. But that's also why I kept the Richfield episode, even though the quality of uh, audio yeah, was not great. Bad. Yeah. Uh, but it was important because it was just the most babiest 
Yeah, it was like it was a been, perfect first episode. Yeah, yes. I was like, okay, this is us, and we're gonna learn. It was like the third time we re- recorded that episode, but mm-hmm. we are not re-recording again because <laughs> no, we're not. Well, and also, um, you can just tell because from the Bridgefield episode to the morning af- after episode, just you can just see our progress, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're we are in now in separate basements, <laughs> so that there's no. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not holding my microphone. I have it on a stand, so it won't rub. You're not like <laughs> on off on off on off. On, oh my god, <laughs> going through and editing the on off on off. I was like, what have I done? Yeah, I was so glad to like assign that to you because I was like, no, it was then my she damn will fault. See. <laughs> She's gonna see how taxing it is. Oh yeah, no, I was. I saw it. And I'm like, I deserve this i've learned my lesson (laughs) (laughs) but that's another thing too is because with with this podcast because there's an audio aspect involved and that is music yes the pressure is on and the truth of the matter is is i've just been hanging out i'm not i'm i mean like all i know is from observing yeah but like even sue's bought a guitar yesterday but she's like would you please come with me i need you to come with me and i was like okay yeah and like i willed and dilled for i was like get this girl some free stuff yes (laughs) You're the best wingman, for sure. Yeah. And um, so I'm really, yeah, I'm comfortable in the scene and um, going on tour and stuff, great. I want to do it again. Like, I love, like, Notion the Rapper. He's this teenager rapper. Um, I, I've helped him with his career. I love yeah. going, you know, like, I love just being in the scene. I think it's a really fun scene. The Salt Lake City music scene is insane. Like, it's. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, it doesn't get okay, enough credit. So, like whether you grow up in the church or you're just in this culture music mm-hmm. is so heavily like mm-hmm. so this this state is going to make a lot of dancers a lot of singers uh-huh. and it's all because of the base culture of mormons yep. and their drive to use all their time talents and energy to the lord well, and so like when we, you we have like ex-mormons <laughs> yeah when you have ex-mormons that grew up singing note by note like they've trained these singers in primary well, to like be a, note accurate yeah uh, well imagine so when you're dragons. like post-mormon then you're like yeah i'm gonna say this i'm gonna sing real well but then i'm gonna say fuck you know well like uh imagine dragons i don't like them as a band but okay but i know you really say, good i don't know i don't like them i just want to say I like them. The end. Well, that's fine. I know no, that's that that's fine. I know that that's chewy or whatever the fuck that the Gen Z says that you gross. But I mean, I appreciate them. I think they're cool. But nope. you can hate them. Go he's, ahead. And he's them, actually right. a really good example. His voice and the way he sings and the way he writes um, his vocals. Very Mormon. Like you can tell he was raised Mormon. Yeah. You can, you well, can just straight up tell. Yeah. You know, and it's like. Did you watch that Believer? Uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was great. I thought it yeah, was great. It was Me and my cool. brother got into a huge fight about it, of course. Why? Um, because he thinks, okay, well the whole, that whole Imagine Dragons, the, his story with his wife is interesting. Yes. his wife is a very talented musician. Yes. And she gave it all up to have fucking kids. Yes. Um, she, I don't, I don't know if you remember and Believer how they were talking about, um, the gay couple that wouldn't come to their wedding. Do you remember that part? I don't remember. Well, it was four non-blondes lead singer. Her name's uh, Linda Perry, and she writes for Pink. She writes for... Oh, she's, yeah. like, a huge deal. Yes. And this is all, like... This is just, like, Salt Lake City music, scene music goss, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> which is all this fucking podcast. This is us gossiping. This episode is just you <laughs> yelling about the Salt Lake City music scene. <laughs> but uh, she... Um, her name's... 
Nico Vega, I think. If you want to hear so, like a really fucking talented female singer, check her out. Wow. Um, but like Zach thinks, and I'm put kind of. I'm gonna like the argument we had was. Imagine Dragon guy sucks because he can see all the flaws in the church and he's still Mormon. Ah, uh, so he feels like he's staying in the Mormon church for the publicity of his band or something like that, or like no, he this is just a, this is just where Zach's frustration lies. He uh, he Zach said he's religiously anti-religious. Most of his content is about religion, homophobia. Um, he has a song that goes, "I watched the witches burn outside. Truth be told, it's all a lie. All they ever did was think out loud." Mm. Um, and then he has a, a, the same song says, um, I watched the churches build outside. Truth be told, it's all a lie. All they ever do is control with fear. Mm-hmm. He's like super into the. So he's anti-religious. Like he's, how we're like post-Mormon, ex-Mormon, but we're mm-hmm. not like anti-Mormon. He's like actively being like, fuck this system of oppression yeah he's like exactly how religious people are who want to convert he's he like because you're like you should con- like you mentioned it once you're like you should be like an anti-missionary and i'm like no i don't i think it's inappropriate to try to convert anyone to anything like yeah i'm cool with having a conversation but like zach's I, don't think t- I told you to be an anti-missionary no you were like I, no I you think- were like because i was like you were like if you were if you went out and just had conversations you could probably not or you said you wanted to be an anti like we were just like joking we we were i think we were both stoned and we were like we should go have like a we should go like i have a mission where we're taking making people leave the church and i was like nah <laughs> like we were just te- it was just a joke you know what i mean but in reality zach makes sense that i don't remember <laughs> yeah it, it was just we were just fucking around um but it's uh zach is very much like that like his oh, music yeah. you should check out his music he had his band mythos lore um prophet isaiah it's very heavy in AR childhood and um, more, more, it's like topical Mormon or uh, religious mm-hmm. topics. So, hmm. um, and like about bigotry and shit like that. So I have a question about tours. Okay. Did you like, okay. So when we, when like one voice went on tour, mm-hmm. we went to Disneyland mm-hmm. and we sang at Disneyland. We did our show tunes at Disneyland, but then we spent like the week nights every week night going to different stake centers and putting on like a church based right. choir thing. Mm-hmm. And then we would sleep over at like members houses that had like teenage kids with us. And right. then we'd all like gossip about the cute boys in the <laughs> choir or whatever. <laughs> and I'd be like, I think I'm in love with you. Let's, um, <laughs> what was it that we had? Oh, MSN messenger. Here's my email oh, right. for MSN messenger. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's chat. I miss you. I don't, I, I, definitely loved all the people that i stayed with and like i thought that that was really cool we made like a mini friendship but Mm -hmm. anyway did you guys do that when you would like tour would you just like couch surf or what like well yeah okay so hotel surf we in reno we my mom works for marriott so we were able to get like a cheap room okay cool it was in the budget Um, you were also adults so yeah and the church and and, and we were like utilize its members and we were a band on tour and it was okay. just a short, it was a short one. So, uh, in Reno, the first night we stayed in a hotel, um, somehow I got the bed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I said to Zach, I was like, we're sleep. I'm like, I'm sleeping in that bed. If you want to join me, you can, I don't care. And he's like, no, that's weird. So we slept on the floor. I was like, okay, you're weird. What? Um, yeah. It's not weird for siblings to sleep in the same bed. He if- makes it weird. He always, he always has they made our relationship opposite weird. ways. <laughs> 
Like, I'm not gonna like cuddle. I'm gonna be clothed. What's the problem? You're we're, we've <laughs> known each other our whole lives. Like what the fuck? <laughs> but anyway, um, so in Reno we stayed in a hotel and then we went to San Francisco. We were supposed to play a club show, but it got canceled for some reason. Uh-huh. And so we just kind of hung out in San Francisco and then we went to Aptos, which is where um helm lives and we stayed at uh, matt's house he's like the okay. mover and shaker. that's why that's why i mean he's a mover and shaker so they lived right next to the beach and we stayed at their house for, i think for two nights honestly and then um played a show one of the nights actually no we just stayed one night hung out with them all day played the show and then i drove from aptos to nevada that or to vegas that night okay and then so we sometimes s- you're driving and sleeping in cars sometimes you're sleeping over places places like hotels and sometimes you're staying with people yeah and then when we were in vegas um we stayed with the drummer's friend she oh okay a, she had like a townhouse so we just oh, stayed cool. there yeah and then that's pretty rad yeah it was just it was it's just like it was like a very low budget like we had a u-haul trailer <laughs> and a durango that was our durango was our tour bus. bus no <laughs> um so like i want to go on one of those tours eventually but that was just my first really experience with it yeah um should we talk about mormon music we like <clears throat> um have we hit the like the music sharing portion of our episode today because I'm um, so excited to go down each of these songs. Well, I right now I just have five church hymns each that we like and dislike. So you want to do that one first? I want to do the I want to do the um, yes. I want to do the playlist last. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So for me, that's the I'm gonna just my, I'm gonna do my top five the songs that I liked as far as church songs go. Okay. Um, how great thou art. Uh, Susan and I were actually talking about this. It's just a great Christian song. It's beautiful. Yes. Um, it's. It's non. It's not a Mormon song. It's just like every no. every religion sings it. No. Uh, when I was on my mission in um, Indiana, I was there for nine months, and like every Tuesday, my companion and I would go to the Alzheimer's unit in the care center, and we would mm-hmm. just like sing for the patients. They would That's all right. come in and gripe about, you know, mutter themselves. But whenever we would sing like "How Great Thou Art." Mm-hmm. everybody would like join in and like it was like really sweet to see like these old cantankerous <laughs> don't know really why they're there people come alive and sing that song that was like oh, that's such a good memory i'm so glad you brought that one up because i'm like that is such a good song <laughs> well um i actually i remember singing at the care center too that was usually an achievement day girls activity but um yeah no how uh i love and they've done studies about this how um people with alzheimer's are able to recognize music and yeah. like it, it that's like the thing that they remember yeah which says a lot about music i mean this is why i love music so much is because it's just like it's makes a movie good it makes a moment yeah. good it makes you know what i mean yeah okay um, i want to do one okay can we go back and forth like that yeah of course um one of my favorite mormon songs is i'll walk with you sing it it's a it's a primary song if you don't talk like most people do, some people talk and laugh at you, but I won't, I won't. That's a really good I'll song. I'll walk with you, I'll talk with you, that's how I'll show my love for oh, you. you. I should remind myself not to sing all of these songs. Um, it's No, I forgot. I always forget about that song, Um, but I love that song. It's a really good one. It's a good one. It's, it's kind of like a sadness to it, which I like. Yeah um my uh child's prayer heavenly father are you really 
either. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that song because it made me as a kid feel like I wasn't the only one questioning my faith and it helped me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I actually have some of those. And it helped me just like kind of develop focus more on my relationship with God and not the religion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good insight. Yeah. What's your next one? My next one. These are going to get more and more serious. <laughs> Um, my next one is a um, primary song, but it's kind of like a combination because of the reason why I love them. Um, Jesus wants me for a sunbeam because oh. the little kids would like get to like pop up. Oh yeah, the, the Jesus movements wants me are big. for They're... a sunbeam. Yeah, then they like. There's all definitely pop songs on this chair. because of the because of. The... And the sunbeams are the youngest in the nursery. Yes, or in the yeah. in, in primary. So everyone in primary. loves them. Yeah, and so I loved like watching them like get f- jammed to Rex. just like yeah, they're like fuck yeah, something yeah! yeah! <laughs> Um, but the other one that goes with this is one I know you don't know. It's called Scripture Power. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, you're right. You were singing this to me about my bedside last night, right? <laughs> <laughs> so when I came home from my mission, I would like sneak into my grandma's class and mm-hmm. like help her with primary. My grandma and grandpa have been teaching primary for like 30 years. I They've like been getting, in I like primary. A primary or a nursery lesson plan together is very fun. I've helped many, yes. many occasions. It's really fun. My grandma loves it because she Next. hates relief society. She <laughs> thinks it's just a gossip fest and she does not like anybody in there. So she's not going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, but whoever is in her relief society and listens to this, that's why. She just oh, thinks that can women I just, pause? just suck. Can I pause you for one second? Yeah. My grandma called me today and just it was it was about business and uh Okay. She's like, "Are you did you get a job?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "And we just released the podcast and it's our it's like we've getting such good like a lot way more listens than I thought and all this mm-hmm, stuff." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "How can I listen to it?" I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck." <laughs> you're like, "Uh, well, you're not, grandma." No, I mean, I don't care. I was like, I, I'm like, "Grandma, I say fuck all the time." She's like, "Well, you have been doing that your whole life." <laughs> she's she's like, like, "I don't care, Bobby. It's just a word. They're we just words." Knew that. Yeah, she's like you have been swearing at me since you were 11. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> so my grandma has not heard me say fuck. So I do not want her to hear that. Um, but she also is just like very adamant about staying out of like people's visiting teaching or ministry lists. She's just like, mm-hmm. no, don't bother me. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I would just go and um, be in her like little primary class. And when I came home, there was this song called Scripture Power. <laughs> and basically all the kids this is the premise of the song you just grab your scriptures right everybody's supposed to bring your scriptures to primary even though you're too young to understand what the hell they are and when you say scripture power you're supposed to like hoist them into the air like and so they're like and and most and most a book of mormon it's a book mormon bible compact thing so you get yes you get a little case we all have like little cases with our names inscribed on them and that's usually what you get for your eighth birthday yeah so they're like (laughs) scripture power keeps me safe from sin scripture power is the power to win it's the greatest sight to see all of these kids just like (laughs) punching the fists in the air with these blue books it's so funny um so it's funny that you're mentioning this feels very like christiany to me not mormony because <laughs> yeah. i feel like um um so abby my best friend when i was a kid 
she was christian she was born in christian mm-hmm. and so like just because i wanted to hang out with her i'd go to her um she would have after school bible study and so i'd go with her mm-hmm. and they had this song called good news good news christ died for me and i was like <laughs> this is a fucked up song and it goes that's wonderful and then you go extra <laughs> and everyone punches the air good news and i was like this is kind of irreverent and the what you're describing to me is pretty irreverent <laughs> But her, they also, the pastor would also bring out his guitar and fucking Sunday, like, <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is a different experience. And we're in a modular home church. I have another song <laughs> that, like, when we were in primary, as primary teachers, we were teaching the, like, the autistic twins in our branch. And uh-huh. so pretty much all of our class was, was like, eat snacks, color on the chalkboard, <laughs> read some scriptures that, that they don't understand, but they know how to read, like, out loud. So we would pre- practice that. Uh-huh. Then we'd sit in the back of the primary because they were rowdy and like wiggly and we didn't want to distract the rest of the people. Yeah. And then the stake president came in and this, (laughs) this was like, (laughs) this was like his mission was to be, he was called as a senior missionary. He and his wife to like come be the stake president or the branch president of this branch in Bountiful. So he's feeling pretty good about himself. Yeah. So he was (laughs) like, Hey kids, I want to sing a song for you today that I love and I was like okay he's like he he gets ready and he's like this is like the whole primary he's like doing an acapella Jesus was no ordinary man (laughs) the autistic boy that I have like one of the kids was just like I hate that song (laughs) (laughs) and he had to like Cover his mouth and like, <laughs> and cover your own mouth. No, like, yeah, because I was like trying not to die of laughter. Right. <laughs> like, I hate that song. <laughs> it was the um, greatest. Yeah, oh, no, man. that's that is that's hilarious. Especially because like I can like see the whole entire thing. You know, like <laughs> I feel like every uh, primary set up the same. Right, it's all just pew, like little kid pews. Right. Well, like it's like uh, a mini church house. It's a mini church house, but like most primaries have those little like individual chairs and so they have like the baby chairs and then they go up a little bit oh i feel like we had pews we had pews uh, in one of our buildings for sure have you been to the eighth ward um church on like third south or like center street on the same road as barnett oh yeah have you been to that one the big steak center one is it a steak center now i think it's like third east and center that's where uh that's where i went to church when i lived in the same ward as brayden bagley i talked to him today because i saw a picture of matthew mcconaughey and i thought it was him (laughs) i was like dude i thought this was you at first he's like it's the adam's apple i'm like it's a lot of things (laughs) brayden i didn't have a crush on you for like 10 years for nothing (laughs) i know your face (laughs) i know your face looks like matthew mcconaughey's take the compliment um no but uh that that was my original ward, my original oh, fifth cool. ward, and then they built a new one, and so we moved. We moved churches, oh. yeah. And then did you have the like chairs, or did you have the pusium? I think in one we had chairs, and one we had. Pu- I, I think okay. we just yeah. I think we had chairs in that one. Yeah, but everybody's but, like the little babies are in the front, and then mm-hmm. it goes age by age up into the back. And yeah. so like the back's real rowdy, and I love the back. <laughs> because <laughs> they're they're nearly they're nearly they're, they're nearly teeny. well yeah they're 
They're taking the words to the primary songs too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, um, I don't like singing because I'm cool now. <laughs> I remember we used to get Brooke Burrow's little sister to ask this kid that looked like Ricky Martin if he was Ricky Martin. That's something we always did. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was just one of our activities. I bet the older kids are the reason why they split it into junior primary and senior primary. Oh, they did they do that? The older, yeah, they don't want the older kids to be like. Oh yeah, harassing. no, and we were we were definitely like awful. Like everyone's like clothes were like half off. The boys' ties were like all fucked. Like we were just at it. We were ready to go home and take off our fucking outfits. <laughs> By the way, going three hours is a long time for children to go to church. (laughs) And going home and taking off your church clothes is seriously the best feeling. Yeah. And stumbling up to a Harry Potter book. (laughs) I'm going to go to my third. Book of Mormon stories. Oh, I was hoping you would bring that up. (laughs) Book of Mormon stories that my teacher tells to me. Uh, Musically, it's just fucking cool. And it's historic. If if you believe in that sort of thing. It's white supremacy historic. It's just about like the Nephites and shit. It's a fake narrative about yeah. <laughs> the but origins of the Native Americans. <laughs> yeah. This is uh but it, there's also like hand motions and shit and there's like a shit ton of verses. So yeah. like I would much rather sing than listen to like a shitty talk in primary. So I was like, yeah, well, let's do Book of Mormon stories, let's do all eight verses. <laughs> Definitely for a long time since I was little just went to church for the songs like i was like mm-hmm. well when can we sing again and the, mm-hmm. um during the talks i would flip to the next hymn and i would practice yeah. the notes and everything and yep that's like the first thing i did when i when i'd walk into sacrament meeting is see what songs we were singing that day yeah and be yeah. like oh this is a bad choice but i guess i'll make you <laughs> who picked this one <laughs> <laughs> what's your next one um okay this is gonna be i know that your m- main um experience was in primary so i wanted mm-hmm. you to have more of those because i'm going to go into the adult <laughs> okay, songs okay thank you my uh, next like one is really, not primary <laughs> really good songs that this is these are the songs i was listening to last night and i was like damn i am getting like emotional is this a stirring is this like a calling and then i have to remember like you said they're written in a way to make yeah. you have an emotional music's experience. a manipulation yeah, man. yeah. M- music is so complicated it's so beautiful and it's tied to so many memories and so anyway and there's like really if you don't like music you're a psycho yeah that's how like if someone's like yeah oh yeah i don't really listen to music when i drive i'm like what do, what do you what do you just like the radio's off next time, <laughs> like, next time just at spence because he's always on npr and radio west well no i mean but like i don't I, I mean i listen to i listen to the news and i listen to podcasts and stuff but like people who are just like no i don't really listen to music i'm like what do you do with your like i literally yeah. i literally will just sit down and listen to an album and that's the only thing i'll do yeah i'll be like oh i'm engrossed sorry i'm busy yeah <laughs> uh, my husband will be like talking to me and i'm like have headphones and actually being productive around the house like cleaning like he you know likes mm-hmm. me to do not not that he's like that i think but, everyone likes when their house is clean just that's yes fun. And, and they don't have to do it themselves because yeah i'm the main <laughs> purpose behind the mess uh-huh. me and my daughter so <laughs> i'm like you know doing my part instead of having him pick up all the pieces when I like zoom out of the house. Uh-huh. Um, but he will always be like talking to me and I'd be like, what? And I have to pause my music and then be like, what did you say? And he's like, sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just more productive when I'm like listening to something. Anyway, <sighs> consider the lilies. Sing it. Consider the lilies. Okay. I don't know if I can sing it. It's kind of out of my range. Okay. Well then don't. I'll look it up. Why do you like it? The lilies of the 
field, how they grow, how they grow. Something like that. I don't think I've ever heard that. Um, it is a very beautiful song. It's very melodic. Melodic. Mm-hmm. Tell me the word. Melodic. Melodic. Mm-hmm. And um, it brings so much like it's just like it's just like sitting in a spring field and I said the Utah accent. <laughs> sitting in a spring field and um, contemplating. What did you, I, I didn't even hear it. What'd you do? Filled. Filled. Yeah. Filled. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Anyways, I, I get I get more <laughs> self conscious about my accent every day. <laughs> Please stop, because I, I love it. I know. Okay. Um, it's like sitting in a. The song is just like sitting in a field and enjoying the nature that you're there in mm-hmm. and a part of, and contemplating how all of what, it kind of all just the things came God together gave you. For yeah. It. Yeah. Um, some of the words are. Um, gonna look it up because i want to be accurate lds lyrics this is an lds song so that's why i like it oh um, is, it, is it? it i didn't know that i mean yeah. i don't even know what this damn song is i need to look it up yeah consider the lilies of the field how they grow how they grow consider the birds in the sky how they fly how they fly he clothes the lilies of the field he feeds the birds in the sky and he will feed those who trust him and guide them with his eye so it's pretty it's, it's like it's like it's about God and nature, right? Yeah, God and nature, but also how God is taking care of all of it. And I think it's a very peaceful, mm-hmm. very sweet song. Yeah, it's like very the, the words beautiful. I'm like picturing a meadow too. Yeah, no, yeah. Um I I would listen to it. I would not get converted by it, but I would listen to it. And it is a more It's a good song. song. Yeah, so it's a good song. Pretty good selection. Um my next one is Come come ye saints. <laughs> that I like that one just because it reminds me of my grandma and I like it, it feels very pioneer to me and yes. that to me is the, I mean if the religion is real the pioneers were the pioneers right so yeah. they were persecuted and it's a song in my mind the way that the song is like structured it's like we've been through a fuck ton but we it's like we're very we will endure. That's how I feel about the song. Yeah, true. It's got that energy. Yeah. <clears throat> um, some of the lyrics are, "Tis better far for us to." You know what? Here I go. <laughs> um, I like how there's like a lot of exclamation points in the <clears throat> lyrics too, but yeah. that's just not the vibe of the song, which also tells you that they're like triumphing. They're triumphing. Triumphing. Um through their hearts like their hardships were worth it yeah some of the lyrics are tis better far for us to strive our useless cares from us to drive do this and joy your hearts will swell all is well all is well mm-hmm. and then like the end is like and should we die before our journey's through happy day all is well <laughs> we yeah. then are free from toil and sorrow too with the just we shall drill it's a very it's a very crossing the plains one yeah. footstep as a, at a time song. You're right. It's such a good morning. And I song. imagine, I imagine like the church house that's also the schoolhouse that like in, in on the plains, yeah, <laughs> or like on like a yeah. prairie or something. And also, it's usually played either with piano or violin, and those are my grandma's two instruments. Yes. So that's why I like very it. Very Mormon. Very Mormon. What's your next one. Okay. <clears throat> 
this is a really good song and it made me very emotional to remember its existence mm-hmm. um it's by a musician called dallin vale bayless um let me just send you a link real quick if that's cool yeah are you texting it to me <clears throat> i'm gonna text it to you I should have had this ready. I knew I should have like copied and pasted these. It's okay. I'm n- I was going to grab lyrics. Then I was like, I don't care enough about the church songs to grab the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that for you. Okay. Thank you. I'm a very big um, lyrics person because I think they're very powerful. Uh, um, Bob. So I talk about Papa Stan all the time, right? Uh-huh. And uh, he's a chef and he's 40 and he's from San Diego. <laughs> and one day he pops in. Because uh, at my restaurant, I had like a killer sound system. Mm-hmm. Pops in, puts on his iPhone, and there's a song called Uchi Kuchi, which is exactly <laughs> what you would think it is. And he's blasting it. <laughs> and it's a rap song. And it's from, he's like, he's like, this is the first tape I ever owned. And I was like, oh my God, I love it. So I went to see him yesterday uh, because I'm trying to get him to sell, because he sells fish now. So I'm trying to get him to sell fish at my hotel. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I walked back to his fucking, like, cause he, he rents out, uh, he's, he rents out space in a commercial kitchen. So there's like, dif- like five different businesses all working in the same commercial kitchen and mm-hmm. he has this little space. So I walk back to his space and I can hear Vaseline by Ice Cube just bumping. <laughs> <laughs> and I like pound on the door and he like barely opens it. <laughs> and I'm like, let me in you fucker. And he like, let me in. He's standing there with Dickie shorts uh, white tube socks with blue stripes and white uh-huh. Adidas with blue stripes and his fucking hat all low and he's breaking down fish and I'm like this is the most <laughs> Southern California white boy situation <laughs> I've ever seen in my life that's I funny love, I love him anyways um, that's, that just was a, a musical thing that also made me laugh that sounds so much like a very ADHD thing is because I feel like my music selection is so eclectic. It's just like range is so wide that I could just right. be like bopping from this to this in one mm-hmm. instant. I fucking so, love Cube too. I was like, you you in here just straight listen to Vaseline, huh? He's like, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Okay, so um, your next one. So this song is called, okay, so Dallin Vale Bayless. When I was in Institute Choir, um, they had like firesides every Friday devotionals for um the college students and you can come at noon and so he was a guest singer and we would always sing at the devotionals mm-hmm. um as the choir and right. he sang the song for us and his voice is so beautiful mm-hmm. the lyrics um the lyrics are uh very <laughs> christ-centered that's what uh-huh. i'm trying to say christ-centered and pretty this is like a mormon artist right so right it says savior redeemer of my soul whose mighty hand hath made me whole whose wondrous power hath raised me up and filled my with sweet my bitter cup what tongue can gratitude my what tongue my gratitude can tell oh gracious god of israel i just imagine him looking god's butthole <laughs> okay, but can you listen to the song and listen to how beautiful it is? Yeah, it's I'll really to beautiful. It. I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll listen to it. I'll okay. listen to it. Sorry, right I'm, just, I'm a pervert. No, I'm not listening to it right now. Yeah, just do it. I can cut it out. Let's okay. Hurry. Hurry. Okay, shit. 
I mean, we're all here. I don't like his voice. It's not my style, but I'm not a, I'm not like a singer on your level. Okay, well. <clears throat> but I like that you fine. like that song. This is the this is also like the most embarrassing uh, album cover I've ever seen in my life. Well, <laughs> it's very Mormon, so it's very Well, no, it sounds like David Archuleta. No, it doesn't. It sounds like um in the style of What's that other fucker? You called? raised me up. Exactly. What's his name? <laughs> Josh Groban. Josh Groban. I do not like him. Oh, I'm gonna I can't be real. Stand him. I do not uh, like he's him. He's like funny. Like he's a funny guy, but like he, funny like, looking. No, but like he's on the office. He's hilarious in the office. When is he on the office? He's fucking uh he's uh what's freaking Andy's brother. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he sings more than words with his dad. What a wiener. <laughs> what a wiener. <laughs> And he's, like he's also in one funny. of my favorite movies called Crazy Stupid Love as the boyfriend of Emma Stone. That's true. He and is. Yeah. I just watched that the other day. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good one. Anyway, I love that song. It's yeah, I mean like the it's end. definitely it's definitely like I could see because of the choir I'm not like judging you. I'm just saying it's not my style. Yeah. It's definitely like choir Utah stuff. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean he's hitting it on the head for sure. Um my my last one for the ones I like is Love One Another. As I have loved you, love one another. Um it's a kid's song, there's sign language, and it's got a good message. Yeah. That's why I like it. Did you pull up some lyrics? No, I just told you, as I have loved you, loved one another, that's enough, right? That's true. <laughs> that is the whole sentiment of the song. Yeah. It's like a commandment, like, yeah. bro, stop being so judgmental to people and just mm-hmm. love. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, I think it's a very pretty song. Like I, the arrange- th- I like the arrangement. Yeah, I really like the simplicity of it and that the hand motions. That was the mm-hmm. that was the sign language song, right? Yeah, that was the sign language sign song. Um, I have three more. Oh, because I, I only picked songs that I love. <laughs> no, um, I, that, I, that's all I, I. That's all I have. Okay. Okay. Uh, Come thou fount is like very popular in the choir scene. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my two. This is my one like guilty pleasure and that i still that i still have okay and then i have one that i just love that i want to talk about like deeply um i'm gonna be real with you i feel like the saturday's warrior soundtrack is part of my heritage oh yeah it is and then i reserve the (laughs) right to still indulge in that as part of my Mormon heritage. Dude, fucking Saturday Warrior. That's a whole that's a whole trip there. And I'll, I'm willing to go down on that, on that trip with you at some point. One time, like recently, like during the pandemic, uh-huh. um, I told... I started watching it during the pandemic. I won't lie to you. It's well, on okay. YouTube. <laughs> so I'm not Mormon, right? Uh, uh-huh. But the new Saturday's Warrior comes out and some of my choir friends from oh, the Institute Choir are in the new movie and so i was like i'm gonna go so i went and it was a total like just like (sighs) i was just indulging in it i was just like this is great (laughs) they use all the same songs great (laughs) yeah i know it's it's one of the most like it's it's one of the most poorly poor quality (laughs) movies you'll ever see it's fine <laughs> but it's are great. you talking about the original where they're yeah, on the, the stage one. <laughs> that one's so much better to me <laughs> oh i know it's great it's great like the whatever. new one has a bunch of wigs that are poorly done and i'm like no this isn't convincing me um but the singing's pretty good uh i went three times in theater i'm pretty sure my aunt thought i was reconverting 
because I was like, let's go. I want to go to this. <laughs> I took my husband. I went by myself. <laughs> I went three times. And then I didn't even so, know that they did. I didn't even know they redid it. Yeah. And then I asked for it for on Blu-ray for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, my Mormon in-laws were like, yes, of course. we will get this from Deseret Book for you. <laughs> when you open up book from Deseret Book, you open up verified door. <laughs> what? That's our theme song. I didn't know that. God, you're the worst Mormon ever, man. <laughs> Obviously. Okay, what's your I love one? Saturday's Warrior. Uh, so anyway, um, I told Spence during the pandemic, I was like, I picked out a movie. And if you can guess what it is, we won't watch it. He's like Saturday's Warrior. No, he didn't. He was like, oh, fuck. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what is it in this time? And he was like guessing a bunch of like movies he kind of just didn't want to watch or watch the i don't know and then i was like nope okay so i just popped it in and he was like as soon as it popped up he was like it's so good it's got so many of like what is that sound rising up from the world <laughs> like i just love the whole thing i love the whole thing you know what's funny though is um I was at work the other day mm-hmm. and when I have someone ask me someone, when I ask someone to help me do something, I'm like, lead me, guide me, walk beside me. Uh-huh. I always say that. And then, which is a, is a Mormon thing. And then yes. uh, <laughs> I was following, I was like following someone because it, it was something I hadn't done before. So I was helping her. I was like back waiting her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like, okay, do as I'm doing. And I'm like, follow, follow me. She's like, yes and then i was back getting some orange juice at the like server station and there was like five or six servers around me and i was like do as i'm doing follow follow and like they all turned <laughs> like what and one of the like main gay guys was like oh my god girl you're giving me some flashbacks <laughs> and i'm like I can do it high or low. And everyone's like, I can do it fast Fast or slow. (laughs) (laughs) So like Mormons straight up, like we all know the same songs. We can just all break it. We just break it a song. It's weird. It's the culture. It's like, that's why I blame the Osmonds. Saturday's Warrior (laughs) is definitely the, and the culture for me. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm only Mm -hmm. indulging in it because it's like, it's like nostalgic. Yeah. 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 Okay, the last Mormon song I want to talk about is from the Nashville Tribute Band, which when I posted that on Instagram, Aubrey, I'm pretty sure, messaged me back and was like, I could could listen to something about i i'm pretty sure it was nashville tribute band i'm not sure no aubrey aubrey was a singer too like she uh she was the, she was the lead in like all the musicals and shit we are pretty, <laughs> the same person <laughs> pretty, pretty the same <laughs> no and like i when you were talking about like the singing her best friend gay her best friend lane he's a gay um he will like call and sing Saturday Warrior songs on her answering machine. Oh my gosh, that's yeah, amazing. It's hilarious. Yeah, so my, like this my is... brother-in-law and I sing it all the time and Spence and Christy are like, <laughs> "Shut what up. What the hell? <laughs> what are you, what is this weird connection you guys have? It's called being raised in the same religion. <laughs> <laughs> in small Limited towns. Limited culture, yeah. We just have the same. Oh my gosh, it's funny. Um so um this is the song, the Nashville Tribute Band. I heard this song on my mission, and it was like the first 
inkling of like maybe the narrative I have been taught about XYZ, the restoration, the church or whatever, maybe the narrative that I've been taught taught my whole life is not true because there's like another perspective about it. So right. this is this song is about Emma Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, Joseph Smith's wife, right? Joseph Smith's wife, first wife, mm-hmm. um, clarify. Um, and just some church history. They settled a place in the middle of America, Nauvoo. And then mm-hmm. when Joseph Smith was killed, some of the saints stayed behind and didn't want to follow Brigham Young to across the plains to here, Utah. Uh, Br- Brigham Young has zero nice things to say about Emma well, then Smith. Didn't some people think that she was the rightful next leader? A lot of people, like, there were so many um, shoot-offs after Joseph Smith because Joseph Smith never planned on dying mm-hmm. and thought that he was, he did, he never set up a system for predecessors. All so, right. um, yeah, so Emma stayed behind. And she mm-hmm. she hated Brigham Young. She did not think of him well. Uh, right. I'm learning a lot that that was probably the right choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Brigham Young also just railed on her to called her unfaithful and like kind of set up in this specific Mormon sect religion that she was just shit. Yeah. And she didn't have enough faith. Like she was a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So these are the lyrics. Uh, never had an ordinary day. Never lived your life in an ordinary way. For everything you loved, you paid a price, but you wouldn't let the world see you cry. So she's just like, she lost babies. Mm-hmm. Like she had a really shit. Um, well, like she had to put up with life. like other wives too. Yes. And then like all of Joe's yes. bullshit. And like her husband got murdered, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It says, uh, with the world on your shoulders, when the nights had grown colder, you seemed to weather every storm with a queen's grace. When you lost your husband, when you buried your children, I'm sure the angels stood in reverence as you prayed. How much can one heart take? How much can one heart take? Um, so it kind of goes through that. Um, and then it says, I'm sure it was nice to see a song about like the, the woman's struggle Yeah, because women are, are just supposed to be obedient yeah. and happy and smiling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last and part, Emma wasn't that. <laughs> no, Emma was very strong. So, yeah. um, this is like, this is the part that was like, oh shit. This is so true. Um, It says, and I'm sure your heart breaks when some people still say somewhere down the line, you lost your faith. How much can one heart take? And I was like, that sounds like a pretty badass song. Actually. It's like very well written too. Yeah. It was, it's also sung by Mindy Gledhill, who was like a really popular, like Mormon singer when I was on my mission, like in the two thousands and. Okay. So we talked about this and we, before we get into the songs we didn't like, let's just really talk about this real quick. Because um, you said the what the conversation was your father-in-law did some photography and the church like was hesitant to pay him or something like that. And I said I was just surprised that he even asked. You know. Yeah. And then we got talking about church music and do these people who have like in today's practices do do they get paid or yeah do they just have to give it over? And I think what, what we the kind of conclusion, what do you think? I mean, I think what I think is they make more money to give tithing by, by selling their products. Yeah. I had never thought of that aspect. I was just, um, 
kind of thinking along the lines that in the temple, when you covenant to give your time, talents and energy and all that the Lord has blessed you with mm-hmm. to the building up of the kingdom of God, actually it just says to the building up of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints <laughs> right. and Zion on earth. I thought that meant when you put out music, when you write music or whatever, you're mm-hmm. gifting it to the saints and that all of the money that you're receiving is going to the, the to the main church to build it up. So just, in your mind, in your mind, does anything you buy at Deseret Book just immediately go to the church? It doesn't, right? Like it goes to the authors and it goes to like his, you buy these CDs and shit at Deseret Book, right? Right. And so then when you said that, you're like, uh, they have a whole lot more to give in tithing if they make the money. And I was like, yeah, yeah you're right. That's better. I mean, like, that's that's probably what... I mean, add us if you know the answer to that. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to say that Mindy Gledhill is the person who sings this song, mm-hmm. and she has since left the church. As is a lot of um, Mormon yeah. singers, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I'm so anti, like, Christian rock and shit like that. Just from, like, a, a Puritan standpoint, because it's, like, if you didn't have, like, the God aspect. Same thing with Toby Keith. I think he should get in trouble for fucking making money off the war. Like, he makes mm. so much money off our conflicts. <laughs> like, it's yeah. blood money, as far as I'm concerned. And mm. um, so, like, I think, but, like, it, it appeals to a certain audience. And, like, you can be a, in a Christian rock band, and you can be huge, but you cannot, if you were just not being a Christian rock band and just trying to release that kind of bullshit into the world world you would be laughed off the stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so like when I think of like, like heavy duty, like Christian, cause uh, one of my friends is a super Christian and he's also super into music and he's like, I need you to, sh- I need you to listen to this band. You're going to love it. I think you're just, it's going to hurt. It's like a, your heart's going to just like swell. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, it better be fucking good musically. Like technically it better be fucking good. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you're a musician. I'm like, close your eyes. Imagine they're not talking about God and tell me this is good music. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like what you're talking about with like these emotional stuff, like, I mean, this guy that you just sent me, that's not my style at all. Like, I don't sure. feel like, but it's definitely like, he, he's not trying to be anything that, but what he is. Yeah. <clears throat> that's what I think is like, I think some, sometimes like when I was, when I was a church goer, when I was like still in it i loved singing songs about jesus like and now mm-hmm. that i look back on it i'm like i just love singing and they were complicated songs to sing and i worked really right. hard on them and, ex- and they're rousing so and stuff yeah yeah um but yeah i think also people just know their niche and they're gonna tap into mm-hmm. that like we know our niche is uh progressive or ex-mormon people mm-hmm. that are living in utah and like we can be faulted for playing to our audience can we um, I think it's apples and oranges, to be honest, because we're just discussing our, um, life. Yeah. And I think, I think because money is such a man-made construct to use God to seek it offends me. Hmm. That's where I'm at That's with that. Point. And also usually music's not great. Like I'm talking mostly Christian rock here, right? Like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not talking about, cause this, what you're, the songs that you've mentioned, they are a niche for sure. And I don't necessarily blame them for pandering to their audience because they're not making millions of dollars doing this, I don't think. Yeah. You know, it's like they are, they know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. But I also feel like I've seen people 
be regular musicians, not be able to make it, and then become Christian rock musicians and make it. Yeah. And it pisses me the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> so. Fair. Anyway, Fair. Let's, move on to, move, let's move on to songs we don't like. Okay. My number one is How Firm a Foundation. I just think it's like such a lame song. <laughs> I hate it. Like I love how all your music selections about why you hate something is not going to be because of anything except for just it musically sucks. Well, I just think about, okay, there's a million. So it goes. And I, and it's that over and over again. There's one part where they can make it cool. They don't. And then. <laughs> where could they, where could they improve Bobby? Hold on. I got music producer, up. Bobby. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up and I'm going to tell you. Um, how firm a foundation. There it is. Yeah, right here is like, and it goes. You know, I was way off uh-huh. there. <laughs> but I like, it, it could. Can you hear those? I'm singing along. Oh, maybe this isn't a Mormon song. Um, to be fair. Oh wait, now this is fucking singing all the time. Yeah, no, it's always and they always do all the fucking. I think it must just be easy to play on the organ. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and well, they I'm always sorry, do sucks. every single fucking. Oh, I was like, I guess this isn't, but this is a. This is a soundtrack for a movie called Emma. Oh, don't which I'm listen. guessing is about Joseph Smith's woman, right? It's not the same Emma song that I'm talking about, though. No, I know. I just didn't, I yeah. don't know what the hell. What have you seen this movie? It's called Emma. No, thanks. If it's by the church, no thanks. And especially I, I, since they're trying to like apologetics the way their way or like gaslight their way out of their former opinion to a new opinion because all right. yeah. they spent all of their time shitting on Emma and now that like women's empowerment is a thing, they're like, mm-hmm. let's write a song about how powerful Emma was. Like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like how now the blacks can hold the priesthood. Let's write a song. Let's write a movie about the slaves that Joseph Smith had in her house servants but like they she that you know he treated them well it's like just stop yeah just like uh-uh no 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 um i'm very close to the mormon film industry i don't know if you know this but my brother-in-law just uh released once i was uh, engaged and he's involved in the whole mormon scene mormon movie scene he's trying to get out of it that's why he lives in hollywood who is it but he keeps getting coming his name is steve shimmick Oh, because my friend's uh, brother-in-law is Corbin Allred. Oh, yeah. Good for do you. Know who that, do you know who that is? <laughs> yeah, I do know who that is. Um, he was in the movie uh, Saints, Saints and Soldiers. Soldiers yeah. yeah. And uh, McLean Nelson, I think, was also in Saints and Soldiers. Is he the is he the one that was in the singles order with the blonde hair? No, that's Kirby Hayborn. Is that, is that your Oh, uh, McLean was in the Saratov Project, I think. And he's the director of Once I Was Engaged and Once I Was a Beehive. And Steve and Christy work with them. They're buds. They're buds. But anyway, I'm very tied to the Mormon film industry. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not by choice. But no, I it's inter- it is it is interesting. It is interesting that there's like a whole industry because like everyone knows there's like you are way more connected than the mo- than most people, but I feel like everyone knows someone who knows someone who 
just randomly does LDS film production or something or yeah, as no. an actor. It's weird. I'm just invited to all the premieres. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big deal. I went on a mission and I'm invited to all the world premieres. <laughs> weird flex, but okay. Weird, weird, weird fucking flex. Um, uh, what what other songs do you not like? I don't I think like. I just have the one. <laughs> um. Oh, I've got more than one. Uh, Jesus loved the little children. I just think it's really uh, mundane and poorly written. Oh wait, wait. It's a uh, musically, it's bad, and then it's kind of sounds like a pedo situation. <laughs> oh yeah. Jesus loved the little children. All the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white. They were are precious in His sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Wait, no, this isn't this isn't it. Hold on. Mormon. Mormon. Are you talking about Hark Jesus Hark Hark tis children's music? No, I like that song. You do? Jesus loved the little children, little ones like me. He blessed and helped them and take them on his knee. Many lovely things he taught them, things we all should do. Love and help each other, be honest, kind and true. Um, I don't like the I don't like this. I don't like the songs that say "take them up on their knee." It just, it's just creepy to me. Okay, fair. So that's that's my thing. Um, I also didn't really like. Uh, hold on. Beautiful Savior. There's no reason except for it sounds like Beautiful Stranger, which was a hot, a hot song when I was going to church by Madonna. I was just, like, <laughs> I really like that song actually. It just reminded me that I could be home listening to Madonna, you know, but not at church. <laughs> That's why you don't like it. <laughs> That's why I don't like it. This um, could be better. Then, it could be Madonna. <laughs> the, my reasons for not liking these songs are so obscure. Um, when Jesus was baptized, uh, the reason why I don't when like. Jesus Christ was baptized. Yeah. Like, I could totally do all these songs. Okay, go ahead. I don't do like. An album. <laughs> you, you know the, you know what picture i'm talking about what painting i'm talking about if jesus yeah. getting baptized yeah the and one i fucking yeah i fucking love that's that's a great piece of art um and i don't feel like the song lives up to the artwork so that's why i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> wow um, you just pasted this label on this piece of crap music that's what you, you don't like it because the label is better than the product exactly it's like well um kindness begins with me uh i think it's a great song primary song but all the assholes in church knew all the words, but they didn't take the advice. They didn't Fair. hear them. They knew the that's, words. They didn't hear the words. That's how I feel about I'll Walk With You because I was like, we just sang this song <laughs> and now you're being <laughs> shit to me on the bus. I'm like, right. go away. <laughs> um, and as a bonus one, I'm just going to say the whole entire album, My Servant Joseph. <laughs> that's, the, that's the album that Aubrey texts me about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So that's, yeah. So oh My, my Servant Joseph, it is actually it's beautifully written but it's definitely about it's like emotional like jesus was no ordinary man like how you're how they was doing that it's very much like uh, uh, i'm going to die and um it's about like his it's about like joseph smith's final days oh. and um my mom when she was mad at us she would turn it on and she would blast it at 5 30 mm. in the morning so not a huge fan. Aubrey was like, <laughs> what a beautiful way to wake up. And you well, were like, ah! I think, um, I think, that, did, that, did that guy do Rigoletto? Do you know that, do you know that, that, do you know that movie? Oh, we watched Rigoletto a lot in choir. I love, yeah, I love that movie. Rig. Um, is it the same guy? Rigoletto movie, 1993, uh, directed by, a- music by Kurt Bester. No, not at all. Okay. I feel like uh, they're in the same kind of 
territory musically. Um, and we loved that movie. And yeah, my sermon Joseph came out at the same time. And again, it's not, I'm, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like the memory that it gives me. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Why are you vacuuming? It's five 30. <laughs> um, okay. So that's, the one song that I hate oh. is, His hands. His hands. Kenneth Cope. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that song either. You know why? <laughs> well, it's just like, it just talks about like, I did this whole bit last time when you were very drunk, I think, and you were really entertained, but. Um... Oh, no, I, I remember this bit and I think it's funny, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a song about his fucking hands. It's about Jesus's hands and it's like. Um, the nine inch snails that got drawn, driven through them <laughs> uh it's like his hands lifting a leper warming a beggar calling back the dead breaking bread five thousand fed um mostly his hands would serve his whole life through showing man what hands might do <laughs> giving ever giving endlessly and it's not your range, obviously. Then it's like, <laughs> then it's like his hands <laughs> in agony as he lay pleading, bleeding in the garden. This is what I can't stand about church music. It's so fucking dramatic. And then it goes, they pierce them. <laughs> they pierce them. He lets them because of love. From birth to death was selflessness. And clearly now I see him with his hands calling to me. This song <laughs> fucking sucks. And the biggest reason I hate it. I don't think I was on the music episode, by the way. That was, that was not the... <laughs> I was... I'm going to have to stop you there. I was not drunk. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> I've been drunk on a couple episodes. Ago, not that one. This, this song fucking sucks because... This is why, to me, it just sucks, period. But this whole time, I'm like a singer, right? And so these people are like, hey, I want you to sing for this event at church. And I'm like, okay, what what song do you want me to sing? And like, we want you to sing His Hands. And I'm like, okay, I can sing His Hands. So I'm thinking I can print this off in my key and have the like lady print, like sing it or whatever. No, they make me me (laughs) sing it to the cd and i'm like an alto don't know if any of you can tell and they they're making me sing it just like they pierce them <laughs> they pierce them <laughs> he loves them because of love <laughs> and it's like i'm murdering my own reputation here in front of this these poor beehives that are like mm-hmm. this this gal that's singing to me with her big boobs uh this sucks i don't like it and i just always so mortified and i was like if you would have let me they were like what happened there i'm like uh you didn't let me sing it in my key obviously i could sing it i could sing so low and get it Uh yeah you got butter voice yeah so that i can i just can't like screech up there lady like don't assign me to sing anything else ever again (laughs) don't do it do not this is my boundary leave me alone (laughs) honestly there is nothing worse than um getting up and bombing and not having it be like out of your control (laughs) because this was not my fault no exactly like it's like that fucking sucks (laughs) 
It's like that time that, like, I was asked to, like, sing the national anthem for a baseball game, and I was nervous, and I started too high, and then I was just like, well, here's the train wreck. We're going to go with it. Okay, bye. (laughs) Um, I remember when Braylon had to sing the... That was so sad. Yeah, I do remember. Because she knew... She knew she started too high. She's. A I know she knew. Yeah, she knew. Then, she she knew, and but she she did the whole damn thing. Yeah, she she did the whole fucking thing, and she and I were like best friends at the time, and yeah, like I knew where she was at because yes. you know I've been in the music scene forever. Yes, and I was, I was like, like fuck, but she's yeah, rolling like with I, it. I know yeah, that she's and, gonna and, listen oh, to this yeah. episode and be like, I'm so embarrassed, Braylon. No, I honestly, you fucking Braylon, killed, you, you killed the, it, dude. You killed you, it. Yeah, like, and you took it in stride because you're like, I sing this too high. God damn it! And I, you I killed mean, I did, it. I was doing karaoke once, and I was in the wrong key, and I just walked off. So the fact that she sat <laughs> yes. and did the whole entire thing, and then at one point she was embarrassed, so she like laughed, laughed and, and like her slapped ass. her. Ass. Yes, I and, remember um, this whole scene. <laughs> a teacher got mad at her for that. They told her that was so disrespectful. She like laughed and like slapped her knee and was like, "Ha ha!" No, like, she slapped she- her ass. She went like you know like like it was like she was like slapping like haha like she she was like horrified, yes. which but again she was I playing want, it off. Bray, like, oh. Bray, if you're listening to this, I'm proud of she you because she and I walked to class after and she's like, was it okay? And I was like, yeah, it was fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and I totally fucking lied to her, <laughs> but I was like, she doesn't need any more. We said the same. I said the same thing. I was like, she she knows like she knows anyway. what she knows what she knows she, knows she, was. she knows what happened. She knows that she started too high and it's she still killed it i i mean i'm not sure it, it wasn't a great yeah. like hello we've all had bad performances right, right. it wasn't i she knew exactly what the, like she it's not that she can't sing it's that she was she she started on the wrong she just she was nervous wrong. she was nervous she started on the wrong key and it's yep. like i felt okay. for her so bad everyone but everyone felt for her because everyone yep. loves her so yep. it was we okay shit happens everyone has shit going on in high school too like everyone has these horrifying memories so Braylon, I don't think negatively about you for that. I think I'm. It's a pos- I think I'm positive. I think positively about yeah. you because you just fucking powered through. You're bad. You held your head. You held your head high, and you went on with your day. So good for you, girl. Um, is that does that wrap it up on religious t- music? Yes. Okay, so um, I'm just gonna hit up the, mu- the SL music scene, SLC music scene, just a little. Um, you did that already. No, I mean I haven't. I need to go into more detail. Uh, so what I've heard from bands is. Travel touring bands usually don't tour here. Like it's hard oh. to get bands to come here, and here there's, yes. there's a reason. Yes. And I'm not talking. I'm not talking like arena shit. I don't go to arena shows. No. <laughs> the last arena show I went to was a perfect circle, and I passed out because um, <laughs> I was drunk. Uh, <laughs> embarrassing. I almost got kicked out too because I was on my phone. Maynard didn't want that. I'm oh, like, yeah. this ticket was 150 dollars. Maynard, eat my dick. Yes. Um. But yeah, I was an asshole at that show. But uh, I never like buy tickets unless like I'll, I bought like a ticket to the Sparta show because it was like their anniversary show. I wanted to make sure I got it mm-hmm. and face to face's anniversary show. And like if sort of big bands go to do a club tours, which I love club tours, um, mm-hmm. I'll buy I guess I'll buy like I'll buy a ticket then. Um, but when it's just like a sort of like because I'm into a lot of like not mainstream music obviously and um i'll i totally plan on go like i whenever i see a band that's on tour i look to see that they're playing and i'm like okay i gotta just remember that because i'll just buy a ticket at the door so i think a lot of bands think 
it's just a wasted stop because mm. no one buys tickets in advance. Yeah. <laughs> but we'd love to go to fucking shows. Like, when I get off work at night, I'll just look to see who's playing at, at the show, like at Urban or at Metro or whatever. That's really and cool. Then I'll just go to a fucking show. You know, that's, that's how I've learned about so many bands. Yeah. And here it's kind of clicky. <laughs> I will say that there was a whole. I shouldn't even bring them up, but when I was 22, I got into a huge fight with the Bro Ship, which is a musical band, uh, a musical gang band. <laughs> like, they're, it's a gang, and it's about it's a bunch of fucking bands. And their whole thing was to have, like, a network of only them so they could dominate hmm. as, like, a group. It's like an MLM ex- of bands? I don't know. <laughs> they, like, um, they excluded a lot of people, and there were a f- there are a few Richfield people in the brochure and my brother got me riled up about it and i was 22 and i went to fucking battle with them i was talking about him to like jeremy blackett and dylan and stuff and we were just and bryce and we were just like making fun of them they're called they called they're called the brochure so we started the friendship (laughs) i don't know if you remember this on facebook no we were we were just straight up fucking around and i'm like what a dumb like you guys are like in your thirties and you have a clubhouse you guys are fucking lame and you can't play with other bands unless they're the brochure go fuck yourself you know Um, so I got into like a huge, ugly battle with these guys. I'm talking like 30 men. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And me were fighting the fuck with each other and they didn't know who I was. And my brother, I was like telling my brother everything they were saying because this was all happening on Facebook. Yeah. And he'd be like, tell them this. So he'd tell them like, my brother knew about the chinks in their armor as far as their bands were concerned. So I'd be like, your, your band's only good because this person's in it. And you had like the inside scoop, and so you were trolling the them. Scoop. Oh my gosh! And I'm sending out screenshots of the like. I think the whole thing's hilarious. Like, <laughs> and I'm sending screenshots to like everybody who's not broship in the t- in the town. Like, like everyone knows about this fight, right? Yeah. So this was when I'm like 22. <coughs> um, eventually, one of the guys in the broship who learned how to play bass guitar in my fucking basement. Mm-hmm called them all off he made one of them call and apologize to me and everything like, wow <laughs> so we called a truce and then um i didn't live in salt lake i lived in maryland at the time and then uh when i moved up here i worked at buka and they they all work at poplar which is the bar just like two doors down uh-huh and we'd all go get drunk there and i knew that the bro ship if they knew who I was, they were going to fuck my shit up, okay? Because oh. I, ha- I had it fucking coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> and also, I don't care. Like, I love messing with them. It's funny to me. Yeah. Because I don't really, I didn't like their, I don't like their mentality. Yeah. And I didn't like what my friend was, how he was behaving and what I was hearing. And a lot, of, it was just petty. And it was just, it was just drama. Yeah. Boys are dramatic too, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and the fact that my brother had me be his mouthpiece at this, I'm annoyed about it now, but I was I thought it was cool at the time, but whatever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I went to this bar and I knew who they all were, but they didn't know who I was. So I paid with cash for like a year, <laughs> okay, because we would always go to that bar after work. Okay. And um, so you didn't want like, them to know your name. <laughs> I'm like, I, we're pilgrims on unholy land here. <laughs> so like, but one day I didn't have cash. I just had my card. I didn't even think about it. Handed them my card. <gasps> And um, at this point, I had made friends with all of them, right? Like, I was undercover. Like, I tipped well. Uh, every time I'd go in, I'd put, like, bitching songs on the jukebox and stuff. So they, like, loved me. Yeah. And then they found out who I was. Oh, no. 
And uh, the one that I fight with the most, and we've actually even hooked up, uh, <laughs> he goes, he goes, he walked up to me, he goes, I know who you are. And I'm like, is this an Alby thing or a bro ship thing? <laughs> and he's like, it's a bro ship thing. And I'm like, oh, hey, you know no. who I am? Hi. Now we finally met. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, do you want to like fight me or make out? <laughs> and uh, he was just like, so we have this like really rocky relationship. And I think the thing that really frustrates me is he and I do have this like chemistry. And I don't know if I didn't do what I did when I was 22 and go to battle with them Mm -hmm. that we wouldn't be at least have a really good friendship. So I do regret that. But it's also kind of like a funny story. And (laughs) I have this like very worked technically on a treaty right now, which is hilarious, too. There's like, like this is a whole society of things that I had no idea was happening. <laughs> yeah, this is some behind the scenes goss. <laughs> and um but like I'm tight with uh I'm tight with a lot of the boys in the bro ship now. Like mm. I'm like I'm not necessarily tight, like we're cool, we talk. We've squashed it. I hooked up with one of them. Um <laughs> the main one. Oh. That, the, the main no, the main one that I was fighting with and then 10 years later I'm sitting on his face. But anyway, uh <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Wow. Um, <laughs> but we have this very, it's just like the funkiest relationship. And they have all, like a lot, of, most of them have gotten married and like have kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're not at the clubhouse anymore. Like they're all yeah. buddies and stuff. Yeah. And they've kind of switched their message. Like they're way more into just putting on good shows. And um, one of them started Crucial Fest, which is my absolute favorite cool. festival. Um, it's a it's a club show. What I'm hearing is we're going to have to go to shows after the pandemic's over. Well, Crucial Fest is uh, in like a month. <clears throat> yeah, the pandemic is still happening. I know, but I'm going to go. Well, you're um, vaccinated. I have unvaccinated children in my house. <laughs> that's true. And uh, I mean, we'll see what happens. I might get yeah. canceled, honestly. But yeah. the Crucial Fest is like this cool combination of local bands and like not local bands like big big acts and it's like it's like the homie hang like Mm. all the musicians go to it all like the record store people go to it and like you can hang out with like every band like uh, everyone's there like there's like six bands every night and everyone's just chilling it's like such a fun jerem bishop did it good good on you jerem you did a great job yeah um if you guys get the opportunity to go to Crucial Fest, it's such a fun fucking time and the music's always banging. And it's not just broship, it's a mix. <laughs> so I'm glad that we've all grown up. Yeah. And are able to play nice together. Um, and also, here's a tip for fun, fun Salt Lake City tip. There, uh, you can get into any show if you're underage as long as you're carrying a bass drum <laughs> when you walk through the door. What? So just keep that in mind. That's I, so funny. That's such I a funny know- hack. I never drank or anything at shows, but I've been going to shows since I was a teenager, right? Yeah. And just, I always just help carry the mar- to the drum set. That's just, <laughs> no, and no one asks any questions. So <laughs> if you want to go to a show, carry in a drum set. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to mention a few Salt Lake City bands that just fucking kick ass just because they deserve the recognition. Um, Eagle Twin is a two-person metal band that makes your eyelids vibrate they're insane um sabrosa they're not a band anymore they're uh their new band um they did a little restructuring actually they lost their lead singer to mormonism mm. um 
she went back to the church and she's the Relief Society president now. So oh. I was like, that's actually a huge compliment. High praise. <laughs> uh, Mythos Lore, that's my brother's band. He just released a like four hour album. Um, that's really good. He's he's a he's a composer. He's great. Um, Human Leather, they're like a, a new wave band. Um, they're it's a it's a duo, but they're part of Choir Boy, who's actually pretty famous out in the world. They um they collaborate with they're like they're one of the top new wave bands right now. So hmm. and they hate me, which is great. <laughs> uh, they're the ones that tried to kick my phone out of my hand. Oh my god! Did I tell you this I remember story? That. Yes. Yeah. So we go to. First of all, these guys can hate me all they want, but I've also shown so many people their band that I don't even care, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so we roll into the show, and I bring like eight people, okay? And um, I was like, give me some water. I chug a bottle of water, and I'm pretty much halfway done chugging it when I realize that it's tequila. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no yeah i got rowdy i gave them 120 dollars out of my wallet because they said they were going on tour and i was like here's some money oh my god <laughs> and then the next day i just had a bruise across my legs from the stage from bleeding across the stage so but it was a fun show i love them cool. um but yeah i think uh, uh oh yeah goat sifter done um prophet isaiah is another one of my brother's bands civil lust is a great new wave band uh this girl bobo she's a uh, she's totally solo she just gets up it's like an electro show and i love her I, her her shit's good it's uh it's kind of like dream poppy but i recommend yeah and the phoenix child i saw them recently and they could cast it's a brother and sister i think um and they just fucking slay dude i, I was like so into them when i saw them i love seeing mu bands i love hearing music for the first time live i think it's so fun yeah um I, I feel like, okay, so I've only been to a few shows and they were all folk artists. Mm -hmm. And I feel like everybody is so reverent and like doesn't like, <laughs> like appreciate them in the moment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and so I, th my favorite artist is like never coming back to Salt Lake because the last time we went to the state room and like. Yeah, the state room has seats and stuff. And the state rooms has seats. And so we mm -hmm. sat at the seats and then there was like two people that were like at the at this front of the stage. I think he was just like sad that people weren't into his music. But I was just like, I love you. I'm in love with you. Please like keep coming back. And he, I don't think he will. That's so I like sad. The, I like the state room. Um, but I will agree it's a weird venue. Like my buddy, he was in a folk band and he recorded his album there. And there was a shit ton of people there. But you can't really like everyone hangs out in the back. I feel like you're, you're totally right. Like, cause like I was late and I was able to get right in front. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it gets rowdy. Like when face to face came back, um, they did like their 20 year tour and it was completely packed with a bunch of like 40 year olds. And I'm like, Oh, we're good. Like I just made my way up front. Like I always do. <laughs> and yeah. immediately all these middle-aged motherfuckers started moshing. What? And I was like, oh, hell no. I'm like, when the fucking babysitter <laughs> is on duty, the parents will fucking mosh. <laughs> so it's, uh, and I got whiplash um, at one of my brother's show at the Quality Center. He was playing Du Host. They, they just played cover songs at the time in high school. Yeah. When he was in high school. And I was on the front row. And um, the all the, like, his, he was, a, he was a football player, so all of his friends were there. I was like, how old was I, like? 12 11 maybe 11 
Um, and they all started moshing, and I got thrown onto the stage. <sighs> no, that's sad. <laughs> it's funny. It was fine. I was just glad I didn't land on my brother's pedal, honestly. Like, I was so close. I was like, oh, I didn't land on my pedal. And then um, even the speakers were coming down. Like, there was someone standing behind the speakers holding them up because they were coming. Like, people were, like, going nuts. Oh, my and gosh. And I got whiplash, and uh, I was, like, down for, like, a week, dude. Wow. It was funny. <laughs> so let's do our high school hymns. Just go through yours real quick, and then I'll go through mine real quick. How about okay. that? Okay. So what we did is we made playlists, and we decided to be, like, high school-centric, since this is kind of what this season's about. Yeah. As we go further, we'll do, like, you know, different we'll kinds do, we'll, of We'll do stuff. deep. Yeah, we'll do, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, Backstreet Boys. Um, just want on the record that when I was like 12 or 13 i was listening to backstreet boys on my discman and i told grandma backstreet boys are the best band ever they're here to stay and she was like i'm sorry to tell you that bands break up all the time and um they will be obsolete coming up and i was like you're wrong grandma and three but years ago i went to it- the backstreet boys concert in vegas and they are still around and i just wanted to say on the record grandma backstreet boys are still here backstreet's back come on yep all right <laughs> All right. I'm not a Backstreet Boys fan. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. That's, I just love Backstreet Boys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of people did apparently. They were quite, quite popular. Yeah. (laughs) Spence still says that was the best concert I've ever been to. It was really great. It was awesome. (laughs) Your turn. No, I just, oh, my turn. Okay. And then I'm going to do my whole playlist. (laughs) Okay. Um, Britney Spears. Oops, I did again. And Toxic were probably my sexual awakening. Thank you, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> the Coyote Ugly soundtrack. <laughs> I, I had that soundtrack. I won't lie. It was pretty badass. I love Coyote mm. Ugly. Um, I wish they wouldn't have picked Leanne Rhymes, honestly. I wish they would I wish like they would have got like Faith Hill or something. Yeah, yeah. Some actual badass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Christina Aguilera. Uh, she Which- was What's one your of, favorite song of hers? Uh, Genie in a Bottle. I knew you were going to say that. Okay, go. <laughs> the reason why is because um, he who ha- he who shall not be named in drama class was like, told me, I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. And then looked in my <laughs> eyes. You got to rub me the right way. And I was like, uh, I'm dying. I'm literally dying inside. <laughs> sh- Mr. Note Man. Is what? what yeah, Note Man. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, he's he's got a great sense of humor, <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking knew. And I was like, I know you you don't whiplash me here. Um, <laughs> I think that was before the note. Uh, no doubt, spider webs underneath it all. Love fucking no doubt. I almost put no doubt on my playlist, but I don't think I did. Well, this is. I mean, yeah, no doubt was pretty rad. <coughs> uh, no Reliant K from mm-hmm. Sadie Hawkins Dance to Be My Escape loved all of their stuff. Uh, also a Christian band, which you shit on it's fine i didn't um, like relying k i just saw they sucked but it makes sense <laughs> they were christian band <laughs> uh goo goo dolls slide and iris love those love iris goo is goo a dolls fucking anyway. jam dude yeah anybody yeah. who's anybody in 2002 or whatever this song was coming out mm-hmm. wanted to be made out under the stars with iris playing in the background that's what yeah. they wanted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I can vouch for that <laughs> Put your arms around me. Um, all uh, all American rejects. Swing, swing. Great. Swing, swing, swing from the tangles of my heart. They came out with two albums when we were in high school. Both of them mm-hmm. were badass. Um, 
Outcast. Hey ya. Uh, hey ya. <laughs> so uh, I have several memories of Hey Ya, but this this song was revolutionary to me. I think I was finally living in my grandparents' house, so I had MTV, got to see mm-hmm. the music video. The music video is great. Yeah, and um, the whole song just is badass. I've still got it memorized. I listened to it every time I got in the car. And I have a specific memory with Alicia Gentry and Tyson Guernsey of them singing it to each other at Allstate Choir. And it made me fall in love with both of them. I was just like, this. I love these... both those motherfuckers. Yes. Those were two, those were two of my homies back yes. in the day. Mm-hmm. And it made me like realize like these two people are my type. Like Alicia Gentry is beautiful goddess Dude, she's she's like yeah i i feel like i was i remember she was one of the girls where i was like if i was ever to be with like fall in love with a girl it would definitely yeah. be like someone like her and then tyson guernsey is of course gay which is my and my he's type. gorgeous too but he's he's adorable <laughs> he is yeah. but he is but the type i'm talking about is just um confident gay boy <laughs> so, yeah like, but like also, all about them to be fair he did look exactly like his cousin preston and he was the heartthrob of rhs do you remember how swoopy his hair was and he was just like so seen he was hot who preston <clears throat> no tyson Tyson. you know i love tyson yeah he and I, he was literally like my best friend in high school yeah um i've been saying that about everyone though so yeah you have but like preston i never thought preston was cute because he and jake were best friends and i just wanted to kill him all the time because I, I was I at my fucking house about. <laughs> you don't know preston gentry shay turner's ex we've were, talked like, about this i totally remember him now but <coughs> yes Okay. Um, the songs that I would listen to in my basement by myself, uh, Sugar Sugar How You Get So Fly, Baby Sugar Bash, the original version. It's made a resurgence, but officially I listened to it originally. And then the whistle song. Do you know this whistle song? I don't know. What is it? It's like, says like, come on, unbutton your pants just a little bit. <laughs> Nope. Fucking, I don't. It, I didn't. No. I was seriously like. I seriously. I'm so bad with like. It's the song that goes. <laughs> oh okay. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. Love that song mostly because I can whistle. Uh, also <laughs> sexy. Um, yeah. um, Fallout Boy, Sugar, we're going down swinging. Still don't know what a loaded god complex is. Thought I'd ask you about that today. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It's you don't know what I'm talking like, about. No, I know what you're talking about, but I think that it's just, like, someone who thinks they're, like, a god and they're, like, a dick. Makes sense. I don't Makes know, though. That's just, that's just me guessing. I always thought it said loaded gun complex, and I was like, I guess it's about guns. I know, you've got a com- I know you have a complex cock it and pull it. A loaded god complex cock it and pull it. Oh, I didn't know that. We're going down, down. I I, I initially really resisted that song because it was like pop punk and I don't like mm-hmm. pop punk. But like you're too good for that. I know, I know, I'm a dick. Um, I was a, such a snob in high school, so this is like me just being a bitch. Um, but now I'm like I fucking you know it's nostalgic. I like it. Yeah. And that music video made me laugh my ass off. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't watch that music video, but um, it's just about imagined. like his his she's dating a deer boy and the dad like won't have it and then the dad gets hit and he has deer legs it's like what so i love music videos dude like music videos were their prime when we were oh yeah school, for feel. sure for sure um definitely need to look that up later i just wanted to be somebody's notch in their bedpost <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of nostalgia vitamin c graduation 
I don't know if I know that. You don't? Mm-mm. So we talked all night about the rest of our lives. Where we're going to be when we turn 25. No? Mm-mm. As we go on, we remember, oh, remember. all the time <laughs> we spent together. Yeah. Love that. Listen to that all the time. Cried because I was like, my friends, but like, <laughs> my bestie that had nothing to do with me because she was embarrassed to be my best friend. Whatever. Fuck it. That's fine. <laughs> um, and then Green Day, Time of Your Life. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the real? Uh, God damn it. No. No, it's called uh, Good Riddance. Good Riddance. That's it. Yeah. Uh, very nostalgic <laughs> being like I like how you're like that's not right I don't have the answer what the right answer is but I know that you're I wrong. know the right answer but it, yeah. <laughs> it isn't that okay <laughs> time of your life and then um, one of the last ones I want to talk about is Cotton Eye Joe oh that was huge yeah, um, yeah mostly because I didn't know I'm pretty sure you wouldn't mention it at all but every time Cotton Eye Joe would come <laughs> around like people would just like mosh around and kick around their legs and like run around yeah, the... everyone everyone fucking loved <laughs> everyone loved song. the line dance <laughs> just like turn on cotton eye joe and people were like Whoa! well and like they would play it in like assemblies and everyone was like rushed to stage and, and um and dance, dance. <laughs> dude growing up in a small town is so fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> like i swear to god do you know the is first I... lyrics of cotton eye joe i've been coming long time ago where'd you come from where'd you go i don't know you know it's like not not long time ago it's called come from where did you go where did you come from if it hadn't have been for cotton eye joe those are real lyrics and i just thought it was like not not joe you just thought he was making noise yeah Okay, is that the anyway. end of your list? <laughs> <sighs> well, the last song that I have is The Middle by Jimmy World. Oh, um, that's a great, yeah. Mostly because uh, thank you, Jimmy World, for mm-hmm. saving my life because I was going to commit suicide in sophomore year. And uh, I was going through a really hard time. I think I talk mm-hmm. about it in an, a bonus episode we might release, but. Um, yeah, I was going to kill myself. And then those lyrics to that song, that was like, hey, just don't write yourself off yet. Yeah, that is that is a great song about, like, failing to be in the moment, anxiety, all this shit. Like, not feeling great. Yeah. I, I, I felt that way about that song, too. It was a good song. Yeah. And it's just like, thank you. And I, I still listen to it. There's a really soft version that I listen to now sometimes, too. But, um... When I was like, I went to a party after I decided not to, you know, kill myself. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know that song? Um, The middle, just take some time, little girl, you're in the middle of Mm -hmm. the ride. They're like, yeah, everybody knows that song. I was like, okay, well, I really love it. And they were like, well, everybody loves that song. (laughs) You're like, And I was like, guess I'm not special. Guess everyone can eat in the cafeteria at the temple. I was like. (laughs) <laughs> i was like okay but i really love it and they're like yeah but everybody does and i was but like okay does. Um, and so that's why that particular person is still an asshole in my head and he and his <laughs> wife are perfect for each other because they have bad memories <laughs> you know who you are uh, they don't listen that's fine okay i'll pop through mine real quick okay um 
So um, the first song was You've Got So Far To Go by Alkaline Trio. Uh, I agonized over which Alkaline Trio song to put on here because, <laughs> you know, I, I think everyone knew I was fucking obsessed with that, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, from my, t- like, right when I was 13, maybe, like, even 11 to, like, 24. They were probably my favorite band. Um, so I put this song on here because this is actually the first Alkaline Trio song I've ever heard. Um, like, I literally stole one of my brother's mixtapes, like a tape. Mm-hmm. that he, he like, recorded a bunch of different songs on. And the song was on it, and I was like, fuck yeah. And this is also one. Of, this is the first out al- the first um, concert I ever went to hmm. at Bricks, which is in the venue now. And um, my mom let Zach take us up on a school night, and we got rear-ended or something. And Dirk, my brother's friend, got whiplash, <laughs> and one of our friends dislocated his knee in the, in the mosh pit. But I remember this because I was so chicken shit because after the show, Zach was just walked right backstage. He's like, let's go meet him. And I was so scared. I'm like, no, we're not supposed to be back there. <laughs> but it's like, this is before I knew that like, no one gives a fuck what's yeah. going on. <laughs> like yeah. no one cares. So, um, I put this song on here. It's about, it's just a love song. I loved listening yeah. to it all the time. Yeah. Um, this, the album, this album was the first album I was supposed to get of Alkaline Trios, but I just went to the drugstore in Penguin and talked to my buddy Sky and was like, order Alkaline Trios latest album. And it was there was a newer one, so. Oh. There's that. Cool. <laughs> um, the next song is Touched by Vast. Um, this song was also on that mixtape, and it just, like, blew my mind. It's a really cool song. Um, Vast is overall an amazing band. Um, I saw them in, Ari- in Arizona with my friend Megan. Nice doing what up, girl? When, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I was at culinary school, and it was a great show. I will say that I hated all the couples, like, making out with each other through the whole entire thing because it's very, like, romantic. Um, and then at some point in my 20s, I became friends with the like main guy of this band hmm. and we started exchanging nudes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. I, was gonna, I was gonna go visit him in Seattle and like, you know, hook up with him or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he kind of turned out to, like, I was kind of getting like douchebag vibes. So mm-hmm. I was just like, no, I'm out. Yeah. Um, but I eventually got, came around to being able to listen to fast again. Next one is uh, a flight and a crash by hot water music. Um, they are best friends with Alkaline Trio, so obviously I was sold. <laughs> um, but it was just one of those random, like, Thursdays where I walked out the front door of school and my brother Zach was waiting for me. Yeah. And he's like, I got to show you this cool new band. And um, A Flight and a Crash is the f- opening track, and it just fucking kicks ass right away. It's like, yeah. boom, bop, yeah. bop, bop, bop. And it's this kick-ass punk and the bass in it. I'm a huge, I love bass. And the bass in it is just fucking, it wells. So, yeah. I also wanted to, this album helped me with my questioning my faith. There's a song called Sunday Suit. I'm going to read the lyrics real quick, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shun me, I've done you wrong. Mocked you and broke your home. Carried on as king to a throne. I know I loathed. Yet I've reconciled my faith with no way to explain where it comes from. Heard out suspicious ways and forewent the drought of pain. Oh, and I've had mine. Sunday suit never fit quite right. Maybe why I never saw your light. Fear has had its grip on me for quite some time, so I obeyed and lied. Um, Listen, don't hear this wrong. You've taught me what I know. And though I'm not what you want, I found peace on my own. Hmm. Sunday suit never fit quite right. Maybe why I left Siddhartha style. I chose a path of open minds. Am I damned for it? I know the evil of mankind, and I keep far from them. Do all I can to grow inside. Judge me for that. And I remember listening to that song and being like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, hmm. Next one is Don't Come Around Here No More by Tom Petty. I just love that music video, Alice in Wonderland. And Tom Petty's greatest hits is like 
one of the albums that we as a family are just all can agree on. Like mm-hmm. if we're cleaning the house on a Saturday, Tom mm-hmm. and the Heartbreakers Greatest Hits is on. We all own it. Like <laughs> we all, you know. Um I did put a little cold play on here. I won't lie. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting for the whole world to shit on Coldplay and Bobby Alvey puts it on her list. I fucking love Coldplay. Their first four albums are great. I don't care what anyone fucking says. <laughs> um X XY is that what the one mm-hmm. I'm thinking about? It came out um in high school, maybe. Yeah, it came out in high school, yeah. Yeah. Uh so I put talk on there. Um and it's cause I used to just call my brother and sing that on his answering machine when I wanted to talk to him. Oh, that's cute. Oh brother, I can't I can't get through. <laughs> I would just sing that to him. I think that's um, really I think that's really rad because Yeah, that's pretty defining for your high school experience. That's cool. Yeah. And I've I like I'm own their first four albums. I have no shame in that. I think Coldplay again, great, great band. I I don't know what they're doing now, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Next one is Girls Not Gray by AFI. This uh, the reason why I put this was the hit that came out when we were in high school. Um AFI's been around for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. I uh it's one of those like one of those weird punk requirements to like AFI. And um they just keep releasing banger after banger, so it's not a big deal. But uh, that's like <laughs> how I feel about Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, having known who AFI was for years before this came out, I was thrilled that they were getting airtime on Fuse and becoming more mainstream, which hmm. I never really say. Um, hmm. Davey Havoc was an inc- is an incredibly beautiful man, um, and all the boys seem to have a crush on him, which seems to normalize gayness. I guess you know what I mean, which I really liked. Sure. Um, cool. So not <laughs> like not that it was it hadn't already been done like Judas Priest and stuff, but uh, that was a really it, 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 there was a conversation about it, and I appreciated that. Um, and uh, Davey Havoc just meant that the conversation was over. Like people are like, he's hot, he wears eyeliner, he's a straight <laughs> guy. You know what I mean? But like everyone, whatever. But I was into Adam the drummer, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, Poetic tragedy by the used is my next one. And uh, it's really important to understand how important this album was in Utah. Yeah. You remember this album? <laughs> don't even know, honestly. No. You don't know the used? Nope. Wow. Okay. So yeah, on my side of the tracks, it was <laughs> very important. They released their debut album when we were freshmen. And it was like literally everywhere. Like everyone, the freshmen were listening to it all the way up to like people in their 30s. Like everyone I feel like I w- would have tried to listen to it if I felt like I was accepted into a group that listened to it but i was just i was just fucking shamed for uh jimmy eat world so i don't <laughs> think i could have <laughs> well yeah now people are like yeah i and i was my music snobbery i'm really trying to get under control because i've gotten a lot better i was way bad in high school <laughs> um but i don't understand music snobbery snobbery for the record i had a companion on my mission that would be like i'm into bands that you've never heard of and i like then talk about it and she was like no they're kind of like you know like they're sacred to me and i'm like fuck off no that's annoying that's pretentious but like yeah i mean well, like, she's a little <laughs> bit better she made me a playlist and i was like okay cool oh fuck my battery's gonna die on your computer yeah i got five percent okay we're almost done okay uh so anyways, these were just important. It was, they were a Utah band. All we really had at that time was the Osmonds and they were this crazy, like this album's really great. If you haven't heard the use the, their self-titled album, listen to it. Yeah. The next one's the decline by no effects It's an 18 minute long punk song. It's very political. No effects songs usually are like two minutes long. This is a great fucking song and their CD, their pr- presentation. This is what was fun about CDs 
was the presentation because the CD looked like a record. And that was like the first time I'd seen that done. I've seen it done several times since, but that was the first time I'd seen it done then. Mm-hmm. Um, Kill You by Eminem. Uh, this is a song about killing his mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't know if I even need to give you a reason why this is an important song to me. <laughs> uh, I did love the Eminem soundtrack, like, or the Eminem CD. Eight, eight Mile. Secretly <laughs> loved it all. Yeah. I, I legit credit this album for me not going absolutely ape shit on my mom and her husband and killing them. Sometimes I'm more like, his arms are heavy, his knees weak, arms are little, you know, mm-hmm. like, I always, like, b- bust into that, and Spencer's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, lose yourself in the music, <laughs> the moment you own it. Yeah, if you, you have one never shot, let it go. What are you talking about? Offer, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, <laughs> my next one is A Forest by The Cure. I remember hearing The Cure in, like, The Wedding Singer, but this is back in the day before the internet where you couldn't just, like, Google lyrics oh, and yeah, figure yeah, yeah. out, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you had to do, like, deep dive research. Yes. You had to, like turn on closed captioning and then like pause the vhs and then write it down Uh and then pause the vhs and write it down yeah and so like i had been searching for the cure for like seven years i had no idea who they were i knew that i liked them i knew that i wanted to know a bit more and then i finally figured out who they were and my friends gave me their greatest hits for my 16th birthday Hmm. so i put a forest on there because that's a great song um the next one is the great below by nine inch nails um the Fragile is one of the greatest albums ever released. And I was lucky enough to hear it for the first time when I was like 11. Uh, Nine Inch Nails released an album when we were in high school, which I got and enjoyed, but The Fragile was always with me. I, I've never gone sick of it, and Trent Reznor has been my boyfriend since I was 11. <laughs> He's Matt mine. Suck my dick. My. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Artist in the Ambulance by Thrice. Um, Jake and I didn't really vibe in our youth because we were a year, apart, year and a half apart, but when it came to music, he was always showing me cool shit. This is a great album, and this song will always remind me of him. Next one, Strays by Jane's Addiction. It was just another one of those songs. Jake came home from school. He's like, let's go for a ride. He put on Strays, the whole album. Um, so I just put this song on here. And it was one of the best times of my, <laughs> like, it was. I loved that moment, and I love Jane's Addiction. Yeah. Um, Sunday Morning by No Doubt. I did put Sunday Morning on there. Yes! This is such my, a great album. Yeah. Um, I f- first of all, when that when Tragic Kingdom came out back in the day, like in the early 90s, my siblings who were older than me had it. So that's that yeah. album's been an, around forever for me. Um, but my friend Meg and I would just blast this song all the freaking time and cruise around and she would do air bass. I love that. So Fallen Souls by ours. Um, this was when Screamo was huge. And I remember Jake coming into my room like in the middle of the night being like, I have a band to show you. And I'm like, do they scream when he's like. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't want to hear it. He's like, shut up. It's not like that. Just shut up and listen <laughs> to it. And turned out to be one of my favorite high school bands into my 20s. They're still great. Next one is Poison Girl by him. Um, you've all seen the heart pentagram. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was always well. like, what is this thing? What is this um, symbol? <laughs> yeah, Bam Margera put it on all of his shit. And they're, um, what everyone didn't know at the time or doesn't know, they may not know now, is that... Uh, he stole the imagery from his favorite band, um, a finished act called him. Um, and, uh, my music friends who are not our age, they were all older and mostly my brother's friends, but were obsessed with him. We would all love them, listen to them. It was like all like sexy, romantic metal though. <laughs> so it was the whole thing. The next one I have is yeah. By Usher. Yeah. 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 I am so <laughs> proud of you for putting party songs. <laughs> Okay, so it was either going to be Yeah or uh, the, the it was either this or the remix adi- igni- addition to Ignition. That remix uh, I remember fresh and hot, fresh and hot off the kitchen. dancing to that. 
It's the freaking weekend. No, okay. So, uh, yeah, every person who went to, I, to RHS from fucking 2004 to 2006, if you went to a dance of any kind, you did dance to that song. I vaguely remember Mason Brown, like, shuffling over to me while this song was <laughs> Also, the to the window to the wall oh, that one to the switch yeah we're like <laughs> not singing those words <laughs> um the next one's breaking the broken by sparta sparta is just one of my favorite bands even to this day uh they are part of the trifecta at the drive-in mars volta and sparta Everett there's members of they're all in the same band you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's, diff- it's, it's three different bands but the members are similar um, I really love At The Drive-In too, but I um, went with this song because I straight up just had this album on repeat for years and years and years. <laughs> and at the 15-year release show, they um, had up here a year. I saw so many people from Richfield, like so really? many people. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was one of the better shows I've ever been to. Um, I remember Jeremy Black kept looking back at me to make sure I was having a good time, which I thought was <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I love that about him. And um I can always see him at these shows. Like he and I always see each other at thrice or Deftones. Like, and we'll like hang out at those shows. So it's fun to still, it's still fun to see him. That's really correct. After all these years at the shows. Yeah. Um, the next one is by the way, by red hot chili peppers. Um, this song just perfectly encapsulates what it means to go to a show when you're a kid, you know, the intense excitement, then the calm, then the excitement, and then standing in line to see the show tonight this that like how when it hits the high part mm-hmm. just like that that energy there there's just like no energy comparable to being stoked to go to a show when you're a kid i just can't explain it like i've gotten jaded at this point because like, mm-hmm. i've been to so many <laughs> but when you have to drive three hours to go to see like driving up to alkaline true like i'll i remember that day vividly the whole entire day <laughs> the whole thing it was so great um territorial pissings by nirvana uh I just got to throw on Nirvana song on Kurt Cobain was our goddamn savior in, in my neighborhood. Um, he, he's a poor blonde kid who made it at the fuck out of a circumstance. And we always just loved him for that. He was like a brother to us. And we thought of him like that. And I remember where I was when he died, when I heard he died and I was five at the time, like Nirvana was huge in my family. Um, so <laughs> we were just, we would just, as an activity, as kids, we would just listen to albums, and I just remember this this territorial pissing, pissings would be like the song that would just amp us. Like me and Jake would just like jump from bed to bed and like run around and stuff. So I have a fun memory with that. Um, I put "There There" by Radiohead on there, mm-hmm. um, just so I just so we can say hi, 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 say hi, Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my final one is "Such Great Heights" by the Postal Service. And yeah, reason, that was yeah. that was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. I loved it by uh, Iron and Wine, but um, Postal Service did the, the punk way for sure. Well, and it was uh, not the punk way; they did the electro way. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that album. I know I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I remember that album being one of the albums where I like let my guard down musically, where I was like, okay, there's more than what I know out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's why it was an important album to me too. And then. We all just kind of vibed on it. I loved those summer nights where we just listened to the fucking postal service and cruise. Yeah. So I know you have a, a to go do your job. Um, I do. I we have do three minutes have to, to spare. Work. Darn it. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> so this was this concludes our first musical episode. Um, we say these things. 
Wait, I want to say something. What? Um, thank you for sharing your <laughs> musical expertise. I literally, um, I'm really sorry that I wasn't very talkative because I was like just trying to soak it all in and trying to find out like in my brain if I've ever heard of any of these things, which <laughs> I I spoke up for the like two or three that I know. Well, so. no, it's fine. We were, just, we were just blasting through anyways. But um, so I think we should, um, I'm going to make a spotify account for our podcast and then because we're going to have a lot of music episodes and then we'll just um upload lists of like kendra's faves bobby's faves season one season two whatever well i already have mine made on my on my account i don't care if people have access to my account they can go through and see what kind of music i like i don't care it's probably gonna be a good resource so we don't necessarily need a spotify account i don't care whatever you want to do i want to do it because um just so that people have one place to look for it but it's okay, fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Cool. Well, anyway, have fun lashing. I love you. Thank and um, you. are we saying these things? Yeah, let's say these things. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Is This the Place podcast is written, recorded, and edited at Titan Tower Studios. Our theme song is by Bobby, and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We have dedicated a lot of our time and talents, and we really appreciate your support. Maybe this isn't the place, but you are definitely the people making this possible. Thank you.